day. What is going on, everybody? This is Greg from the Young Black and Bother podcast. This ain't going to be your normal podcast this week. Um, I know what you're used to. I know what you heard. Um, we don't have the ladies tonight, but we do have special guest, Cashley, obviously, Q, you know, my road dog, my right hand man. He's here. Uh, y'all want to say hi before we get to it? Y'all know hey, who y'all. I am. Y'all know who I am. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So all, all, all I ask is for a little bit of patience. Q is out drinking, and this is kind of an uh, impromptu Tuesday. I know we normally do Young Black and Fathers every week. I've been slacking off because I've had a lot of personal shit that I've been dealing with in terms of the home. Um, I'll, I'll get into that before we get into the actual show. Um, but before I do that, Cashley, how have you been? Uh, I've, I've been okay. Um, today was not so good, but, you know. There's, there's always a new day, so yeah. not well, going to dwell. I definitely, I definitely hope it gets better because good people deserve good things. Um, you obviously you told us yesterday that it was Pam's birthday, and I realized mm-hmm. my text did not go through. I had the red, what is it, that little exclamation point on the side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-huh. did, did she block? Did she block me? Did like what happened? Like I I know I'm a terrible person most days. I was like nah, because she's been sending me messages on Twitter and on TikTok because mm-hmm. she's always on TikTok sending me like fifty fucking videos a day and I watch every mm-hmm. single one of them. So I was like, you know what? I should have messaged her on Facebook or something like that. I'm gonna just give her a call. But either way, happy belated birthday to Pam. We're gonna get up with her soon for Melanin Matt and all the other things. But we we, we need to talk about some updates on our lives because i think with the sports desk and ybab we don't really like touch on like life we don't talk about like what's going on in our worlds and we talk a bunch Mm -hmm. of news which we'll get into with kanye um i wanted to lead by asking i guess you can start casually yeah it's the end of the year um Mm -hmm. we have bonuses and raises we got to talk about work you know we have promotions we have more importantly these holidays um Mm -hmm. how do y'all normally handle like the tail end of the year like do you feel like this is the one period at least in my personal opinion but i'm asking you guys do you feel like this is the most difficult quarter in the entire year when it comes to everything like finances kids life relate like how do y'all feel um it used to be um Mm -hmm. for me my dad passed away November, so around Thanksgiving in 2016. So ever since I'm then, sorry, around yeah. this time of year, it's always been, you know, but it, it's definitely gotten, I don't know if easier is the word, but, you know, you know, you, you, you know, I, I'm, I was able to move on. Also, yeah. it's not so stressful at work. Uh, my previous role was crazy at the end of the year. Like, and now, now my new role is not like that at all. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to the end of the year, to be honest with you, you know? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the winter and all that, so. Well, that that is definitely good. And I'll go because I know Q is probably refilling his beverage at the bar. So I'll really quickly say, um, when I say quickly, you know me. Quickly for me, it's five minutes, but whatever. Um, <laughs> for, for me, um, I'm learning so much about being a homeowner in my first year. And I, I finally think I see like a light at the end of the tunnel. 
meaning like I'm, I'm getting into the groove of things. But there was like a small blessing that happened today that it came on the cusp of something that looked like it could be catastrophic. So found out that our gas furnace, it's like a whole system gas furnace, the was it the compact or whatever, like with the AC unit, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That entire yeah. unit is 14 years old. Now, most of these units are 12 to 15. They have an age of 12 to 15 years. And to replace them, they're roughly about seven to $13,000, right? Now, luckily, we have a home warranty where if something happens, I have to fix it, knock on wood. So yeah, was feeling down about that because I was like, yo, like, there, there's this. Um, secondly, you know, my dog, Sparky, uh, we found out that he has cancer, which was oh, no. crazy because he has a, he has a tumor. And I don't know how expensive dogs are, but needless to say, the insurance pretty much told us that, you know, the amount that we pay, which is like $50 a month, which is like $50 a month for a dog is a lot of money, right? They're like, mm-hmm. that might not cover everything. So I'm like, okay, how much can it be if it's uh-huh. like $2,000? And if it comes up to be like eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000, we're going to have to figure it out. In my personal opinion, wow. we're going to have to ride it out. Um, and I hate to like sound kind of callous about it, but having a two-year-old and having to kind of like teach her like death and especially when she wakes up in the morning, oh, wow. first thing she says is sparky. It's, yeah, it, it, it's weird, but mm-hmm. when we're getting through it. We're just, you know, allowing him to like live it out. You know, obviously we're going to like specialists and stuff to see what we can do, but yeah. it, it, it brought something up to me where, you know, people say, or like dog owners, I don't want to say people, but dog owners, they want to keep the dog there because they feel a void for them. And I can respect that. But it's like, I don't know how to react to a dog. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if they're really grieving or not because they can't speak. They can't vocalize for themselves. So I, I felt right. like it being disingenuous to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, you know, let the dog do all these chemo treatments and all the, the cancer treatments and all the medicine and stuff like that in efforts to keep them around for two or three years, right? And then it's not a happy two or three years. It's a painful every day. They said like every day for like three weeks, he has to go and do radiation treatments and all this. I'm like, that's a lot Mm -hmm. for a dog. And then he comes home, he's tired. It's like, he's already tired. He doesn't want to be even more tired. And it just feels like the end. So I'm I'm going to spend more time with him and just let that Mm -hmm. be that. But my last little talking point before I ask you, um, what he's got going on, and then we'll get into the shits. So, and this is positive, by the way. I found out that Maryland may be one of those states, like California and Florida, that will require homes to have solar panels in 2023, going into 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the guy who sold us our agent um well i had like a husband and wife combo so the husband he also works with like a solar company right so he works with the solar company he's telling us about what we can do to save for the you know for the solar company but mm-hmm. as of right now they're giving grants away like there's federal money that they're giving away and for our particular house they're giving away roughly i think it's about like $25,000 now these solar panels usually cost like you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, depending on the size and how many, right? So we'd have roughly about like sixteen, eighteen panels. You could have up to twenty-three, and all these things matter to me because our roof is also like fifteen years old. 
And someone say, okay, if your roof is 15 years old, they usually get 30 to 35 years of life. If we plan on being here for 10 years, that means I'm going to have to replace that roof in a decade or, you know, mm-hmm. even sooner or whatever. I asked if we go with the solar panel situation, will they fix the roof? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can include that in there. But I was like, oh, so th- this is a small blessing. But then the blessing for me that was even better than that one was the government, federal government, they give you a stipend for at least for this house, $18,000. So oh, imagine okay. you're getting a stipend for $18,000. Now, they, what they would like you to do is to use all $19,000, I'm sorry, $18,000 to go back towards the solar panels. But you can do with your discretion. You can say, you know what, I'll use 10000 and then, you know, I'm sorry, I'll use 10000 towards the solar panels and the other 8000 for like house stuff, right? And I told Justin, I was like, isn't it convenient how that works out? Like it, it just works that way. We can essentially get the roof done. We can get solar panels, which means that we would have what I think is a really neat idea, which is having one structured bill for electricity and power for the entirety of living in this home. Now, I went over my bills and I know I said five minutes. I'm round out here. My <laughs> bills have been between 175 and like 215 when it comes to like the, the Pepco bill and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. This bill would be one structured bill for the entirety of you know us owning this home, and then after like say if we pay it off in like twenty five years because I was going to pick the twenty five year option because I like to do the longest option of you know a loan possible because if I do that yeah. I don't have to pay it off or in like three to five years right and they were saying oh you can do it in three to five I was like no nah, you can give me the twenty five I'll take that twenty five year option I'm completely fine with that right so mm-hmm. with this. You get, I told you the $18,000, you get the structured bill though. So according to like data, when it comes to like electricity, the price of that goes up 4% every year. So if I use the solar panels, my price is going to be one way the entire time versus going and going the traditional route of paying the electricity bill. They broke down the numbers. If I get the solar panels, I would be paying for roughly like 25 years, I'd be paying like $50,000, right? Compared to paying $74,000 if I was just paying my regular like provider with Pepco and stuff. So I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I-, I think the solar panels might be a thing. So Jess, she says, what happens if we sell this house? I was like, we sell the house with the included price of what the solar panels are going to be. And we pay that off with that. Or we just tell them they have to continue paying for the solar panels, which I think is pretty much fair. Especially since we know recessions coming, but then the uh, the value of our house will go up because more people would move out, more people would do their thing and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. overall, that's what I've been going with. That's what I've been dealing with. Q, what about you, sir? <laughs> Whew. Um, so I'm going to answer your first question first. Um, you know, the holidays and everything. Cashly, I definitely understand um, about. Um, but, you know, losing a parent in two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow, <clears throat> actually, two weeks from tomorrow will be the ten-year anniversary of my mother's passing. Oh wow! Um, Sorry to hear so, that. so yeah, I, I get, I definitely, I definitely understand and, and, and feel where you're coming from. Um, you know, ten years later, there's still. Um, there's still a lot of pain. I miss my mom, you know, and especially uh, when big moments come up, like 
and my daughter is about to turn 12. You know, she only got to see, she only got to see her for the first year, first 18 months of her life. You know, my yeah. twins, my twins never was able to meet her. My, you know, my twins were never, my twins were never able to meet her. Um, you know, when I finish my master's degree in the next year or two, you know, she's not going to be there to see me walk across the stage with my master's degree. Um, you know, moving into this new role that I have right now, she never, like, she saw me teach. She actually, um, actually, the, <clears throat> in August of the year she died, 2012, you know, she helped me set up my room. But, you know, I, I, those moments, yeah, it's crazy. Um, in terms of finances, the twins' birthday is, so I have, like, mega birthdays in December. I have the twins' birthday on December 16th, my sister's birthday on December 18th, Christmas, for all three of the kids. And they're getting older, so it's not like going to, it's not like going to, going to Ross, going to Marshalls and, and getting like that ten dollar, that ten dollar doll or plush toy or anything. They want iPads. They want AirPods. They want <laughs> game systems. They want two hundred dollar shoes. Oh my goodness! So it's, so it's expensive. It's expensive, but um. I am really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to this holiday season, um, especially this year. Because um, last last year was a struggle because I wasn't working, um, so you know I couldn't get everything that my kids wanted. I couldn't. I couldn't even get anything that I, like a lot of things that my sister would have liked for her birthday. I couldn't. Shit, I couldn't even get anything for myself. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking for. I'm actually looking forward to shopping this year. I got Greg. I got Greg's daughter to shop for. I have my niece, my nieces to shop for. I have my kids to shop for. I have friends that you know. And now, now that I am a supervisor, I got little things that I want to get for my staff. I'm looking. I'm looking. This, this is what I'm, I'm looking forward to it now because it's like. It's not about me anymore. Well, it really hasn't been about me for the last 13 years, but it really isn't about me anymore. Like, I have more people that, you know, we don't know how much longer we have here. You know, every day is a gift. Um, and every day is, you know, the next day is never promised. And I want to, like, get back into, not even get back, get into the spirit of doing for others and showing, you know, giving people their flowers while they're still here to smell them. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. In terms of, in terms of like other updates on life and everything, um, if you listen to pre, listen to the, if you listening to the pre-roll, I had a shitty day. <laughs> I had a, it was a shitty and crazy day today. Um, you know, half of half of at my school, half of the staff is out for whatever reason today. Whether you know being sick or you know taking a personal day, whatever. Um, also had a situation where um, a kid ended up testing positive for COVID, so oh, wow. we had to give every kid in the school a rapid test. <laughs> 
so it was a it was a great it, you know I, I had a PD that I was supposed to lead today. Technology did not work for us. Um, technology didn't work. It just it, it was it was a haywire day. So yes, I am at the bar. Yes, I needed I needed a couple. I needed a couple. Um, but other than that, like I'm loving a new role. You know, I'm now really adjusting and getting getting used to um, and getting used to being an administrator now. It's a totally different world. Um, this past weekend was my 20th um, high school reunion and it was homecoming, uh, a high school homecoming. And, and it was, like, like I said, it doubled as our 20th reunion. So I got to see all my old classmates, um, some, a, a bunch of my old former teachers. Um, so that was fun. That was really, really fun. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's it. That's all I have. That's all I have right now. Okay. Well, mm. that, that, that is good, Q. You, you had a lot going on. We all had a lot going on. Life is coming at us fast. So much yeah. so that, like, Halloween is here, and I didn't even think about a fucking outfit, costume, and I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> we ain't doing none of that. My no, costume is me. My costume Facts. is me this year. I got invited. <laughs> so I got invited. I got invited to a Halloween like Alley Palooza. Like basically, one of the former candidates uh, for D- for chair chairwoman of the DC of the DC City Council. He's also an ANC commissioner. Um, for those of you who don't know the political system here in DC, our ANC commissioners are locally elected um, officials that handle like all the hyper local. Um, things that happen in in a neighborhood, like a, a cracked sidewalk, broken trash can, uh, you know, overgrown brushes, you know, things like that. Um, and it, and it's this Friday, you know, it's this Friday. It's after work. One, I'm not wearing a costume because you know I'm just I, the time when it starts. I would just be getting off work. Two, I got no money from damn costume right now, so my costume mm-hmm. is me. My costume was me, <laughs> and I told, and I told yeah. her, and I told her because she DM'd me on Twitter and like, hey, love for you to come out, um, because I I've turned into a big. I was, I mean, first I didn't know who the hell she was, and then once I learned her platform, um, and what she was fighting for and everything, it just aligned perfectly, and I'm like, yes, I support, I support you, I voted for you, um, and it, now we are great, we're really good friends, um. Earlier in the summer, um, in June, after the campaign was over, she had a recycling party for all her campaign um, uh, signs and all of those things. I, I went over. <clears throat> my husband, you know, they all, you know, had a call. She gave me a nice cigar. I really kidded me. If you go on Twitter, my name is Bert. My, my uh, profile name is Burnt Hot Dogs Only. You can see, like, Followed my flight of trying to get a burnt hot dog all summer. <laughs> um, but to make a long short long story short, um, yeah, Halloween. I'm myself. I'm I'm, I'm dressing as I'm dressing as the school administrator. <laughs> That's it. That's my costume. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay, absolutely, absolutely. So as you see, that that was the update on us. Ain't much happened, but. We're all growing. We're all involved. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I need to 
I, I need um, an extra five, possibly 10 minutes, because Q's going to give me five at least. Um, and I'm going to need, like, Cashley to give me a couple of her minutes as well. I'm going to keep mine mm-hmm. short when it comes to actual stuff. Um, I wanted to give a special shout out to my, my, my boy, Eric. Um, he went and got married over the course of the weekend. So congratulations to him. Shout out to Chris. She's in here right now. So, you know, when, when I finish the story, we won't get into the shit. But basically um, what I've learned from people's unions is like make your weddings about you, make your partnerships and your relationships about you. Um, I, I've been to enough weddings in the past six or seven years where People are either trying to appease someone, people are trying to appease family, people are having to listen to family and stuff like that. And for for him, me being a groomsman at his wedding, I, I noticed some things were a little bit off with him. I noticed some things were a little bit like aloof, but I noticed that he was happy. Um, someone said, and I won't say who, but they had said something to the effect of, well, they, they barely even know each other. Because they pretty much got together during the pandemic, right? So you barely even knew each other. Like, how do they know that this is the time? And I was like, how, like, how does anybody know it's the time? Like, when you in love, you in love. When you, you know, you want to be married, when you want to be engaged, whatever. Whoever you date is what it is. But what I learned specifically from this wedding is different from what I've learned from many others, which was, including my own, being observant of other people's, like, Happiness doesn't require commentary. Like you can feel how you feel. You just don't need to say that thing. You don't need to vocalize it. You can say it to your, your partner, your spouse, or whoever you you know you deem necessary. But saying things out public makes you look ugly inside. It makes you look like a hater. And watching him get married, like I stood two people, like it was him, there was his best man and another guy, and then it was me, right? And I felt like you felt when he stood beside me for my wedding, like watching that man cry, seeing his like wife come down the aisle. It it hit a little bit different because one, I had been there, but more importantly, like seeing somebody who deserves happiness, that shit matters so much to me because I've seen what he's had to deal with. I've seen what all of our friends had to deal with, but there was something a little bit different when it came to him because people will tell you, Eric, you know, he's a different kind of guy, he's a different kind of character, you know, but one thing I've always admired about him is like, he kind of like went along his own path and compared to even my own wedding, seeing him happy, like being able to actually physically see it. As long as I've known him, this is the first time I can honestly say like, you know what? That man's happy today. So I guess the reason why I asked, you know, the beginning of this episode, like how everybody's doing is because like, I feel like we don't check up on our friends enough. We don't go and show that concern and be like, oh, is everything okay? Is everything good? And I didn't think about that until I saw like actual emotion. And he and I, we talked about this before he even got married. I was like, oh, like, do you feel like we don't show enough emotion as men? And I want to just leave that there because we have now Chris and we have like Ashley here as well. And then Q, like, do y'all feel like men don't show enough emotion when it comes to either the person that they love, the person that they care about, or just emotion in general? Well, let me say this. I definitely seen Eric's pictures and, you know, as much as he get on my nerves, I could definitely see Mm -hmm. how happy he was. So I was really happy for him. 
that he has found love and you know you know i'm always for a, a good union but i agree with you greg especially with men black men in particular i feel like it's so taboo for y'all to show emotion but i do feel like like in this coming generation or like the younger generation like folks are more inept to actually speak to other men now. Like, cause y'all are starting to realize how toxic it is to just carry all of that burden on you. So I will say I've noticed at least looking at my male friends and their friendships that they have started to be more open with each other about life in reality and how they really feel and how things are really affecting them. Because for so long, it's kind of just like, Man up, nigga, and y'all don't talk about it. But it's like now folks are able to express themselves and be like, yo, I'm actually feeling mm-hmm. down, bro. And if we will yeah. actually listen and be like, you know, I notice a change in you or like, is everything good? Like, I feel like there's some more emotional intelligence that has been, you know, like just given to each other that I don't know, that just wasn't there in previous generations. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cash? How you feel? Yeah, <clears throat> I definitely agree with that. And I think the creation of male spaces definitely made that possible because, you know, um I, I think if I think if you're in a certain space, you may not feel comfortable showing those types of emotions. But if you're around somebody else saying it's like, okay, I, I know exactly what you're going through. I feel you. You know, it, it it's okay. And I think that space is definitely needed, especially for black men. So, you know, I think that's also made a huge difference. Like those black men only spaces being available definitely helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, like, again, congratulations to him. I, I just implore people like, like, one, grow up a little bit because there are a lot of people who are still in the process of growing, myself included. But like when you see people like happy. Or when you see like good things happening to good people, don't hate because it's not happening to you. Just be grateful that it's happening to somebody else and you can witness mm-hmm. that shit. Cause boy, like it, it just it just felt good. But I ain't gonna harp on it too long. I just I I felt differently. Cause for all throughout the years, like and people on group me and you know, will tell you, like, cause this is how a lot of us used to communicate once upon a time, right? Like group me used to be the wave. And a lot of my friends were all on group me, like Chris and I and Q, like we started this podcast as a result of a group me group. And as a result, we're still here. We're still friends and things like some of these people we never met and we met thanks to group me. And you start seeing people change. I mean, we were doing group me. What was it? It's 2022. We were doing that shit since like what, 2008, 2009. So no, um, so, so I can go. I can go back even further. I can go back even further, Greg. I can go back into like the t- the email group that we had. Why are you so damn anonymous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. And even before that, and even before that. So I know. Oh, damn it, ambulance. Um, <laughs> I go back to the story of how you and I met. Mm-hmm. How you and I met. We met on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We met on Twitter, and and the first time that we met in person was mm-hmm. at Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. And you organized a, a bowling meetup, 
and I knew then this was this. I knew then that you was gonna be my best friend for life. And it's and it's, and it's mm-hmm. not even a. It's not even like our our relationship is not even a friendship anymore. It's a brotherhood. Like it's a brotherhood. <clears throat> it is an absolute brotherhood. Like you are you are family. <laughs> not like family. You are family. Your family is my family. My family is your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to go back to go back to your original question, I, I'm happy as hell for her. Congratulations! Um, when someone is able to meet the woman of the, the the partner of their dreams, when someone is able to meet the partner of their dreams, and you see that happiness, just like you saw this past weekend um, at his wedding, like I saw mm-hmm. the first day you met Jess. <laughs> <clears throat> the first day you met Jess, and when she walked down the aisle, and I was standing right, well, I was standing two people, two, two people away. Well, from one, me. Person. <laughs> one, one person, one person, because you know she D, D had to be. D, you know she was yeah. like, I have to be here. So of course, of course, and I mean, just I, I just think back to what you like what you did for your wedding, having a best man and a best woman, because as much as as much as I have had influences, as much influence as I've had in your life, she has had even more. So, kudos mm-hmm. to you for that. Um, yeah. But in terms of like men, and and especially black men, telling someone, telling another man that they love them, we need to we need to do more of that. That's why I tell you that every time, every time, every time that we're together and we part company. I love you, man, because you never know if you're going to ever be able to say that to someone again. And we have to exactly. do that. We have to do that. Yeah. Because life is short. Life is, like, it can be cut away in, a, in an instant. It can be cut away in an yeah. instant. And we have to get out of this, <clears throat> this toxic masculine, masculinity and, oh, it's gay if you tell another man you love him. No, it's not. You, no, it's not. At the end of the day, we're human beings. We are emotional creatures. Tell someone you love them, because again, you don't know. We no one knows when their last day, <clears throat> when their last day on this mm-hmm. earth will be. And you, and the one thing that you don't want to regret is that you didn't tell someone, or you didn't tell someone that was close to you that you that is either family or someone you regard as family, whatever that you love them. And that, uh, yeah, that's my piece. I agree with you, Q. I just started telling people that I love them more often, or even just giving hugs and being like, yo, I, until I see you next time, type shit. Because I just feel like this world is so fucking crazy and things just be happening every day that you really got to make it known. And I also noticed that some of my male friends, they started doing that with their um, other male friends. They'd be like, I love you, bro. And I was like, yo, I really like that you guys are doing that. And they're like, that's my brother. Like, if something happens to him, I'm going to be hurt. And I just got to let him know because shit just not going right in this world right now. Exactly. So I feel like yeah. it's good that y'all are doing that because you just never kind of know what, what tomorrow holds. Agreed. So... I mean, I'm, I'm glad we touched on it. I, I just, it was sitting on my heart. So I was like, I might as well just like bring it up because like you said, you never know, but let, let, let's move on because we, we've, we've talked a lot already and it's nine 30 and mind you, the show started with nine, but 
Normally we would do first forty eight, but we, we got to start with the news. Um, oh yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry for being late. It's my mom's birthday dinner. <laughs> Happy birthday, over. mom! <laughs> oh no, and trust me, this this gonna happen either way. We've been putting this off, and Chris, she can attest. The last time we did this episode, we we ended the show by saying, "This ain't it. This is not gonna be the end. We're gonna go and give." Everybody, I think I said we want to give people a part two when more shit came out. And boy, waiting mm. two weeks, so much shit, <laughs> so much shit has happened with this guy that it's almost hard to touch on the shit. So, um, <laughs> what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run down a timeline of Kanye's anti-Semitic rants, J- just in case. Actually, you know, do I do I really want to do that? Let me let me just start I mean, by saying. Well, I mean, you really got to take it from the top, really. Right, right. You yeah, really got to yeah. take it from the top because a lot of people don't understand how we got here. They're yeah. like, mm-hmm. yo, mm-hmm. all he all he said was this. I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. Wait a minute. He definitely yes. said some shit like two, three weeks ago. But they were honestly, I feel like all these companies was just trying to figure out a way they could cut ties with them. Yep. Without getting legally fucked up. so they were going through these clauses going through the verbiage like what can we get him on because i just kanye strikes me as the person who would write in his contract that he can do whatever say whatever even if it's like some anti-semitic shit and then also people don't really know what anti-semitism is so they're like all he Mm -hmm. did was critique the jews it was like no it wasn't the critique of the jews it was that DEFCON shit that really got exactly. him in trouble. Mm-hmm. But go ahead with the timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm plugging up the soundboard because I want people to honestly like hear what he had to say. But before I do that, I, I wanted to touch on my opinion, if you don't mind. And the reason why I say this is because I lead with my opinion and then I give facts. Um, I learned over the course of the last six days that. People on Clubhouse don't exist in the real world. Yeah, and let me, allow me to explain. Um, social media, just like Clubhouse, because it is a social media platform, a lot of motherfuckers don't really exist in the real world. So they get on those platforms and they stay on there. And that's like their lexicon. That's their thing. But they don't realize a whole wild world web exists and they're on it. But they just live on Clubhouse. There was a room. I'm not going to say which room, but they sat for six days breaking down opinions and their thoughts on what Kanye West said. Now, I'm usually a subscriber of people's personal opinions, except for when you have context from what the fuck the person said. So whenever you hear me talk about Kanye West or anybody, and this is the entire year, honestly, I would like to say, since we've been doing this podcast, every time we've talked about something someone's done, there's contextual evidence there. There is no opinions. And I'm talking about even on YBB Sports Desk. I've had somebody say to me, why do you hate Kyrie Irving so much? I was like, why does he hate himself so much? And I give the evidence. I have the records. I have the documentation. Because the thing is, we wouldn't know a lot about these celebrities if they kept their fucking mouth shut. It's really that simple to me. When I, when I see people say, you know what? Whenever Beyonce, you know, somebody says something about Beyonce, she doesn't say anything. And guess what? She knows I don't know these motherfuckers. Why, why are we doing this? But unfortunately, with Kanye Amari West, his issue is 
he perpetually foot, you know, puts his foot in his mouth and people were saying, oh, you know, the, the Jews, the, you know, it's the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, right? It's just a constant, you know, week of, well, the Jews did this to them. It's like, you realize he said this shit. The Jews didn't say a motherfucking thing. They retaliated. And outside of sounding like an escapist for, you know, the Jewish people, because somebody would say, well, you know, the blacks are the original Jews, right? And I was like, so y'all don't feel a way about him talking to y'all? Because if he's talking about the original Jews and you say the black people are original Jews, he's talking about you, right? And you're still not offended. You're not offended by slavery was a choice. You're not offended by, you know, him going and spitting his rhetoric about Harriet Tubman not freeing the slaves. You're not, you know, offended by him saying that George Bush doesn't care about black people. And then, what, seven years later, apologizing, saying that he didn't mean a word of it. It's like, yo, stand on your shit. Stand on your square. He doesn't do that. And that's always been my problem with Kanye is it's always a flip flop. When he realizes he put his foot in his mouth, you know what he does? He runs to the other team. Do you remember in mm-hmm. 2015? Mm-hmm. In, in 2015, Kanye West, he told Jay Z, he was like, Jay Z, don't send your hitters at me. You know, don't kill me. All this. And everybody's like, well, why the fuck would Jay Z want to kill you, bro? Like, what, what are we talking about? And then, you know, he, and this is all alleged, but there is documentation. There are links. You can look at, you know, them yourselves because none of this stuff is archived. It's all on Google if you want to look. So 2015, Kanye West donated roughly $2,000 to the Hillary Clinton campaign because he wanted to have a meeting with her, right? So he donated $2,000. Now, mind you, Kanye West, you're worth X amount of dollars, right? At this point in 2015, he donated $2,000 to meet with Hillary Clinton. And allegedly, this is all alleged, she didn't meet with him. And this was September of 2015. November of 2015, you know what he did? Sided with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. This is literally two months later. So one would think, okay, well, since Hillary Clinton didn't want to meet with you and then you instantly go against the person that she's campaigning against, then yeah. What people fail to realize is he was $53 million in debt in 2015. And in 2016, he was worth roughly about $200 million. By, in my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion. You can take it for what it is. He went from being $53 million in debt to being worth almost $200 million. And this is after and who aligning helped himself. him with that? Exactly. This is after aligning <laughs> himself with 45, right? Nobody wants to speak on this shit, but the fucked up part no, about it is... No, I was going to say, after, that was after he got married and Kim K gave mm-hmm. him like a million, $11 million. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They get married. They have a couple kids and things like that. And then she's also made him a silent partner. When I say silent partner, I mean in a small minority of Skims. Skims at the time was worth, I think it, actually not at the time, but when he signed was roughly about $960 million. Now that was, was it 96? I want to say it was 960. Like, please fact check me. I'll look it up as well when I play these clips. But one thing I do know for sure is he was at the time of this article or at the time of this podcast worth about $1.17 billion. Richest billionaire, black billionaire male in the world. And he's hung his hat high about that. But, you know, people developed amnesia Mm -hmm. about the fact that right before the election, he was in debt. He was asking people on Twitter to donate money to him because he was broke. I don't mm-hmm. know how people completely forgot about these things because the tweets are still up. So, oh no, we ain't forget. Now, we ain't right. forget. Yeah. And you know what's these, also these crazy are, about this whole thing? Oh, I don't like about how they're trying to do it now. Is they trying to spin it to be black people's problem? 
And this exactly. is not our problem. Exactly. We have been mm-hmm. giving up on Kanye mm-hmm. ever since he tried that MAGA shit. Ever mm-hmm. since he was on some disrespecting Jay-Z, trying to, you know, leverage Kim. We have not been fucking with him. Honestly, I'm going to tell you right. when I stopped fucking with Kanye. When he did that Yeezus shit, that's when I was like, oh, no, I'm good off him, not my lord. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He also Yeezus shit. And then even after that, I was like, all right, Pablo came out. It was really innovative how he did that, like, you know, center stage concert. I thought that was pretty dope, like, with the visuals. But I still didn't fuck with him because I'm like, y'all don't see, but this man's ego is too elevated. And he's Mm, starting to get bigger than what he is. And he's starting to be untouchable. And even when J. Cole, uh, I think, what was was that song? Oh, False Prophets. Yep. False False Prophets. He's talking mm -hmm. about how all them yes men around him. And I believe that. Like, who's really telling Kanye West, like, bro, you need to chill? Not if his own Mm -hmm. wife can tell him that. Like, and if you hear how he talks to Kim, I even be feeling bad for her because he really be going in on his own wife. So I just imagine like how he is to other people that's not his wife. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's been off the rails. Like this shit ain't happened overnight, but we keep continuing right. to let him get away with shit. He exactly. um and he really like loves shock media like first he mm-hmm. he did it with the um the whole jesus thing i'm calling myself jesus um then he was like oh uh maga this maga that slavery was a choice all these things to really inv- invoke emotional response out of people mm-hmm. like to get people talking and i just feel like at what point are we gonna realize this dude knows what he's doing and he's doing it strategically, and we need to stop falling for this shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to play the false prophet like verse, but don't know how that's going to handle. So what I'm going to do is beforehand, I'm going to go through a timeline of Kanye's anti-Semitic rants in case anyone thought it just started in, obviously, October. August 11th of this year, this year alone. Actually, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. August 8th of 2011, I said August 11, meaning the date, Kanye West compared himself to Hitler at a British festival. He launched into a self-pitying rant midway through his set. Now, I'm not going to go play the clips and stuff like that because there's a lot of clips we won't have to go through. Now, that was 2011. Then we have the Breakfast Club in 2013. Kanye said that Jews have connections and remarks were obviously condemned by the ADL. Let me play that clip. Mama can't make these moves or he's not executing that's because he ain't got those connections black people don't have the same level of connections as jewish people now someone actually you know what? i'm not even going to add my own context to it we're just going to keep going down this timeline because i hate when people they insert their own opinion on some facts right so his famous tmz rant right this is when uh what's the guy the famous black guy who was on tmz and he was like yo kanye i'm disappointed in you Van Jones. Yeah, Van Jones. So he says in his famous TMZ rant that he loved Hitler and the Nazis to Jewish TMZ. Now, mind you, Harvey Levin is Jewish. He went to TMZ and fucking told a, a Jewish owner of a company with, you know, Harvey Levin, that he loved Hitler, according to a staff member that was there. It is. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, Van mind Jones you, the thing about being Adidas is like, I can literally say anti-Semitic shit and they can't drop me. 
Oh, this is this year. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? I'm sorry. That that was just this year. Wait, when did he say that? I didn't even know he said that. That's wow. Wow. That was this year. Not only was that this year, that was two weeks ago. Oh, I didn't know he said that. I didn't know he said wow. that. Yes, ma'am. Let me, you let know me, what's crazy about that whole Adidas thing? Not not to derail it too much, but Adidas got their money from Nazi Germany. They've been trying yep. to clear that stain. All of these things that Jared, you know, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Somehow, because as I as I scroll Twitter, it keeps playing the audio. So what were you saying, no, Chris? Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I was saying that Adidas got their money from Nazi Germany, and they've this. been trying to scrub you know, that. Made these clean. <laughs> Sorry about so that. you really think you really think he's going to get? I don't know, Kanye. I don't know if he did this because he wanted out of the deal, or he really that stupid. No, I think he's really that stupid. Um, and the no, thing is, really, he, he really is that stupid. Let, 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 let me add some context. This is not an opinion. All we talk on this show is facts. When somebody, because I'm, I'm just in case this podcast goes viral, somebody shares them. It's like, damn, like they got some harsh opinions on Kanye. These are not opinions on Kanye. This is us going and analyzing the shit that Kanye has said. When I say analyzing, you can have an opinion about it, but we have our opinion after what he said. It's not, oh, maybe he said this or this is what he might have said. No, this is what he said. And I I really hate that's why I hate Clubhouse. And I I hate places where people add context clues to shit that already exists or they insert their opinion before playing it. I was on Clubhouse today and a guy said to me that. Well, Kanye never said that he worshiped the devil or that he dealt with the devil and stuff like that. And I was like, he literally had an entire fucking album talking about the devil. Fucking devil in a new dress is one of his most popular motherfucking songs. Now, someone say, OK, it's a play on words. Cool. But how about on Sunday service? He talked about the devil. And My I dark, go- twisted fantasy. Exactly. Like, Bro, I, the, the shit be right there. And the, the fucked up part about it is the dude was trying to use a play on words. It's like, no, if we're going to play with words. Use the context. I, I sent him a three minute and 40 second video of Kanye ranting. This is when he went to Joel Austin, was it named Joel Austin? And he was saying how he was having thoughts because he let the devil get to him a little bit. And I hate even saying the word devil, but you know what I mean? Like th- these are things that Kanye said. And I only speak this way because I hate not having con- you know contextual clues or context to exactly what the fuck a person says. So, I want to go and play a clip of Kanye saying exactly what the fuck he said to Joel Austin. Hopefully I can find this clip. But before I play that, I want to play that more recent clip that was from Drink Champs. Here we go. The thing about it, me and Adidas, is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic shit and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? And mind you, that that was Kanye. That that wasn't me. That wasn't Greg talking. That was your man's. That was Kanye. But even before, even before then, because all this shit is recent, right? Like this is recent shit that he said, right? Here's a video that's three minutes and forty seconds long of Kanye speaking at Joel Austin's Houston Mega Church. This was two summers ago. Let me oh see if God. I can play this. Good. Yeah, here we go. been distracting me for a long for a long time and 
I know that God's been calling me for a long time and the devil's been distracting me for a long time. And when I was, you know, in my lowest points, you know, God was there with me and sending me visions and inspiring me. And I remember sitting in the, the hospital at UCLA after having a mental breakdown. And there's uh, documentations of me drawing a church and saying, writing, uh, start a church in, in the middle of Calabasas. And even after that, I went and made the, the Life of Pablo album. I said, this is a gospel album. And I didn't know how to totally make a gospel album. And the Christians that were around were too, um, I would say, beaten into submission by society to not speak up and profess the gospel to, you know, to me because I was a superstar. So, but the, the only superstar is Jesus. And I want to play the entire context. Somebody can't say so like we didn't play anything different. And, you know, I, I'm going to make a gospel album. There were, there were Christians that were there that were not. Excuse me, brother. It, I, I go into these streams of consciousness when I'm talking. And when you when you speak it in the middle of it, it, it distracts me. I really appreciate the support. But I would like for everybody to be completely silent so I can let God flow through me as I speak to you guys. Today. And mind you, no one was speaking. Just him. But let's keep going. So in the studio, and this studio, it will, it, it's going to compare to places that you're in in life where people tell you to quiet your voice and not talk about Jesus, you know, so loud. But everything else is so loud around us. When I'm in California and when I'm in Vegas, they got posters up advertising, you know, sex trafficking. Because if there's an advertisement for a strip club, that is advertising sex trafficking. Because at the end of the night, when they close up, the, the manager says, how much traffic do we have? So if it's a, a man that's going through things with his family or going through things at work and he feels he has to go there. We all end up participating, whether it's the spirits that get advertised to us all the time. Alcohol is they call it a spirit. So we get constant advertisement for spirits. We get constant advertisement for strip clubs and other things like that. But then we bring up the name of Jesus. We're told to be quiet, quiet that down. So even for someone who's professing God and saying this is going to be a, go a gospel album, the devil's going to come and do everything he can to distract people from knowing how to fully be in service to the Lord. And all of that arrogance and confidence and cockiness that y'all see me use uh, before God is now using for him. Okay. Now you've heard that portion, right? This was him on Carson Tucker, uh, Carson Tucker, Carlson Tucker. Sorry. Just this week. All of these things that Jared, you know, somehow doesn't get enough credit for with his work and what is it his work in israel or his work in palette what what is this you know where he made these peace treaties where was that do you know the facts on this right here so i'm like I, well i think that was treating israel and, and some of the arab nations i just think it was to make money 
I don't know. Is that is that too heavy handed to put on this platform? No, that's that's your opinion. We're not in a censorship business. Okay, thank you. And I just think that that's what they're about is making money. I don't think that they have the ability to make anything on their own. I think they were born into money. And all of these things that. I'm sorry. So that was the, that was the end of that clip. Now it doesn't say much, but basically Kanye said that Jared Kushner made peace in the Middle East to make money, and that's what Jews are about. They don't have the ability to make things on their own. Now, someone would say, "Yeah, well, Jews, because we associate Jew or Jewish with white people, right?" But according to Kanye, who I mean, new slaves, the life of Pablo, interviews he's done saying that we are the original Jews. That that would be us, right? So the question is, is he talking about us or is he talking about them? Because he's like, he's oh, these, these mega corporate. Uh, that book by Henry Ford. It's a short mm-hmm. thing. What's it? It's very anti-Semitic. What was it called? The International Jew, I think. Oh, I, I know which book you're talking about because someone was I like, swear Yo, it's we, by we, Henry Ford and He's basically preaching the same rhetoric as Henry Ford did in, Absolutely. in the International Jew. And basically, it's a um a short story where he basically says the internet the international Jew is the world's foremost problem because of the greed, the money, and all this stuff. Yep. But when they talk about that, they're not talking about it from like a religious stance. They're talking about a very select group of people that yeah. <laughs> they identify as Jewish but at the same time like he's not they don't group in Israelites like yeah. what he's talking about he is like when you talk about black yeah. people and stuff like that they here's, don't count Jews here's the issue that I have with the rhetoric that he has is you aligned yourself with those people, and as long as it profited you and made you money, you were completely fine. Do we not oh, remember nine years ago? Yeah, he was like, oh. with him. Oh, absolutely. This man was hanging out in, was it Iowa or uh, Montana or some shit like that, creating an album. He went and he had his kids, and you know, I'm, I don't want to bring the kids and the family and stuff in that, but he was talking about his white wife. He was talking, well, she's not white, she's Armenian, but it, it is what it is. And this is coming from somebody who's in an interracial marriage. But the one thing I don't do is try to insert her religion or who she is as a person, and then like kind of like ostracize everybody else, and then say, you know what? Like, yeah, she's exempt, but the rest of the fucking world is this. I feel like right. he's so scorned by that divorce. He's so, this is just a personal opinion. This is not fact. He's so scorned by that divorce and how she treated him and how no matter what he did, he tried to find him three white women. He, he got the girl from Uncut Jewels and it was like two other women and she wasn't phased. She was like, Yo, I don't need you. The, the, the blackness, the coolness of being black ran out for Kim Kardashian. And the first person she laid up. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I really, in my heart of hearts, I've been watching this for a while now. I do not believe Kim wanted to be done with Kanye. Mm -hmm. I feel like he just became too fucking much. Like, how much can a person take? Even as Kim Kardashian, that probably got some of the best resources in the world for him and his mental health and everything. His creativity. Mm -hmm. How much can yeah. a person take? And I don't want to put that on Kim and say, 
See, that's why you shouldn't date with a white woman. Honestly, I feel like she put up with way more than I would have. I would have been like, oh, fuck that. that nigga better get the fuck. He probably knew that. And not only did Kanye, like, she really, I feel like she really cared about Kanye. He also made her more aware within herself. Because think about Kim K before she got with Kanye. And then Mm -hmm. Kim K now, like, Kim K before Kanye was not up here freeing niggas out of jail. She wasn't up here, you know, caring about actually making black band-aids. You know, yep. and stuff like that and creating skims and making sure every color exists. I got some headphones, the Kim Kardashian beats. They're mm-hmm. brown. They're literally the exact same brown as my skin. It looks like mm-hmm. I'm wearing like a keloid, like a keloid in my ear when I wear it. And I feel mm-hmm. like he made her more aware to how things are in a sense that I don't think Kim was necessarily only with Kanye to elevate herself. I feel like she yeah. really cared about that man, really thought they could be something, but he was just too fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. But but this is all doc. The fucked up part for me is it's all documented. Like Kanye said yeah. himself yeah. in interviews, it's like, yo, he left Amber Rose because Kim cared about him more than Amber. That's why the, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy shit came out. But Kanye is a spiraling motherfucker. And I'm, I'm saying that because- like, not I'm, even I'm grooming insert- him so right. If you've seen him recently, look at his beard, man. He don't no, even look like he brush his teeth. Like, and you can tell when people be on the mental health decline, they be looking crazy because I mean, yes. you're not really thinking about it. And, then, and this is coming from somebody who's dealt with mental health issues. Like, I let my mm-hmm. room go. I let my space go. Like, mm-hmm. so I could just, like, you're fucking Kanye West. You're a fucking multi, well, at the time, billionaire. And you look like you're homeless. You'd rather be in a room locking yourself in there because you feel like it's getting the creative juices going. No, that's your man. Yes, your brain fucking up, honestly. Like, and I, exactly. as somebody who creates art, and I, again, said deal with mental health issues. Yes, you can create some of the best material when your brain is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But you might get to a point where you can't come back. And I think that's like, do you want to get to that point where you can't come back? And I think that's where Kanye is at right now. But but he even mentioned this stuff. He was like, "Yo, he's he's his most creative." I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but he said he's his most creative when he's not on the meds. But it's like, yeah, he said, "I'm bi- I hate being bipolar. Bipolar, it's awesome, or some shit yeah, like that." Yeah, <laughs> and for me, like, it, it was so hard to try to separate the man and their art from like each other but Kanye makes it so easy because it's like enough's enough bro like we, we've gotten to the point with Kanye when I say we I'm talking about myself and people who align themselves with my opinions right mm-hmm. we've gotten to the point where it's like yo like we've allowed him to talk shit about us and say the things he said because it's Kanye and I think that's what the determinant factor is for me. Like people are like, well, y'all weren't saying this when he was saying slavery was a choice. It was like, no, because we didn't understand what Kanye was because we already knew he was trouble. We already knew this. But for somebody to say he's, you know, as clear minded as he's ever been. And, you know, you know, him giving the rhetoric that he's giving. It's like it's not about the Jewish thing. It's not about the, the black mm-hmm. and white thing. It's like you're literally just saying things like it's just word salad. It's shit that you're saying because yeah, you have nothing else to say. it's not even coherent beef. Like, in the stuff right. you're saying, 
so like outrageously not did y'all see that video going around and he's like yeah he he <laughs> what did he say he's like and he's been looking at me and i've been looking yes. back at him and he's like who he's like, i don't know i'll yeah. just say shit it sound cool like what exactly yeah, somebody somebody said <laughs> and, and again i think this is the downfall of clubhouse for me is because like that's an eco chamber where it's like Y'all can you can say what you say and people agree, they disagree. You know, you can agree mm-hmm. to disagree or you can agree. But the issue is if you come with tangible facts, people aren't going to accept it. Right? But that's because they're not looking at facts, they're looking at opinions in there. And, and, and that, that's that's the problem. <laughs> and that that's that's the problem with like apps like that where you can say what you say and it's just gonna float in the like in the ecosystem that it is forever. Like when it comes right. to Clubhouse, I learned that. It's like, all right, people might say something about Kanye. Because trust me, during the pandemic, people were like, man, we ain't fucking with Kanye. This, this motherfucker bugging. He, he says slavery is a choice, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, everybody's acting like he's a prophet, like he's a martyr for saying shit we've already known. I know he's known forever. a little gospel album, and now it's all yeah. good. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. But, and this is what we as a people got to get better with. We got to stop being so damn forgiving. And we got to also dis- expect more from our people. Exactly. Exactly. Like, but Chris, is the thing. Guys got so and, many and, from the black community. Oh, that shit is crazy. Bingo. Right there. What were you about to say, Cassie? Right. And mm-hmm. well, well, I was about to say is like, it, it, it seems from what I'm seeing with the discourse, you have those of mm-hmm. us like myself that really cut him off as soon as he went full MAGA Q mm-hmm. like like I stopped streaming his music. I never bought any of his bummy looking gear, like his sneakers, them space boots. I don't own none of that. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's those there's those of us on that end, and then there's those of us that thought, oh, he's such a genius. And then there's those that think, oh, well, you know, um, you know, mental health. And and I guess my whole thing is, you know, if, if we don't show the same grace to the dude standing on the corner talking to himself, why are we showing so much grace to Kanye? You know, I mean, a mm-hmm. billionaire who doesn't right. hesitate to say out loud, I'm a billionaire. He can literally lay low for a year or two, go get the best help at the best facility he can get, and then exactly. come back. You know what I'm saying? And they will let him back, too. To do that. Like, oh, right. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, I kind of look at all of this, like, as far as, like, social justice and Speaking on things like that is really like a group project. I kind of yeah. feel like not only should more of us in the black community shut him down, but other communities should have looked at him and said, all right, yeah, you going too far. We don't need to have you on our platform. Even after he made the anti-Semitic comments that he made, he was still being put on platforms. He's on Tucker Carlson. Right, he could have been, he could have said Pierce sorry, Morgan. for real, for real. He could have apologized way sooner. Right, or they could have said, no, we're not going to have you on our show. But they understand mm-hmm. what Kanye understands. This is about money. This is about viewership. Mm-hmm. This is all about yep. attention. And they, even they know that having him on their show generates views. They could put that clip on YouTube. Click turns into views. I think that's views the most turns into money. Fox ever had, for real. For yeah. I just tweeted something to that effect and you you resonated so much with what this tweet said i said people keep focusing on the white people who've distanced themselves from kanye but can we speak on the black ones because clearly they knew something 
I'm talking about. Jay Z Ben said, "I ain't fucking with you, Kanye. You want some other bro, shit?" Bro, he didn't. Show, he didn't show up to your wedding. John Legend mm-hmm. verbally said, "You know what? I don't deal with that." Everybody who was on good music outside Kid of Pusha Cuddy. T was like, "You know what?" Kid you Cudi, big uh, Big Sean. They're like, you know what? Like, I I can't deal with that. Um, even Dame Dash of all fucking people, he's like, "Yo, I told Kanye like that Gap deal is going to change you." Blah 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 blah. And guess what? It surely enough mm-hmm. did. Then you you have Most Def, who I want to say he he left the states for a couple of years, and I want to say he's still actually out of the states. But even he mentioned mm-hmm. recently, he was like, you know, I distanced myself. Q Tip, he was on. Um, but wasn't he up there uh, wearing a White Lives Matter shirt? So I nah, that was the, White Lives. Yeah, yeah, the White. That was White Lives, lives. White lives and and oh, and that yeah. was because. And that was a retaliation to Kanye because it's like, yo, like you're trying to make it seem as though like white lives matter. It's like, yo, like them lives matter because it's shit that oh, Kanye does. Okay, and he, okay yeah. I get it. It's like it's a play on words. But the thing is, Kanye doesn't play on words. He picks whatever side aligns with him at that moment. Once white people start canceling him, he's coming right back over here. He's like that family member. It's like, you know what? Every time they get a new boyfriend or girlfriend, that you know, they distance themselves from family. It's fuck the family. It's about whoever I'm with at the moment. Right. But then when they break up with him, they come right back. Come right back. They're like, yeah, nah, oh, they, they at the cookout. They at the barbecue. <laughs> exactly. And then the thing is, you, you have no choice but to love him. But the, the issue of loving Kanye is just like, some people say, okay, I've checked out. Enough's enough. But it's like, yo, it's been enough for a while. And yes, we agree with a lot mm-hmm. of the shit that he does. Like, I didn't have a problem because I was black with the whole Taylor Swift shit. I was like, oh, he, he's, he defending a black woman and knows for a fact, in my personal opinion, it aligned with See, my See, I beliefs. was mad at him and, for that, too. That was step one. He was, he's been yeah. fucked up. Kanye yeah. has been fucked up. Like, Taylor ain't deserved that shit. Oh, but see, at, at the time, Kanye West, yeah, like for me and, and my and my <laughs> ignorance at that time, that was what two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. That was my ignorance at the time. I'm like, you, I can't separate Kanye the man from Kanye the artist. Like, and it's two different people. So when he's drunk, and I'm like, okay, clearly he's drunk. He got a fucking bottle of Hennessy. He's saying these things. And I was like, yo, it's Kanye. I rock with Kanye's music. Like when people talk about, oh yeah, you know. Kanye got me through all the toughest times. Like I listened to college dropout graduation. It's like, yo, but like did Donda resonate with you? Did Jesus King resonate with you? Mm-hmm. Like, like no, it stops after my dark about. twisted fantasy for me. I like Pablo. Me, my, summer songs on that. Joint. I, I, I like Pablo. I just don't like Kanye. And I think yeah, that's, that's where like it comes. It, it is for me. Like the reason why I completely checked out, after like the life of Pablo and the reason why I checked out after the life of Pablo wasn't because of Kanye. It was the camaraderie he brought. It, it yeah. felt like it, it felt when he did good Fridays, when it was like, you know what? All those black people were going to get together and do this together. And then I started realizing like, yo, he only bringing us together because it's making him more money. Do we not remember with the Donda album just last year, this time, this man, every Thursday and Friday, he was having a concert where he had there. people sit Sitting for three hours before the concert even fucking started. Just I'm talking on a Tuesday. Album. Just to play, he the would album. just just to play. He would play the fucking album, and then when he played the album, it's like yo, like you, you, you talk for two and a half hours. You know, when I say mm-hmm. talk, he would like talk about it, or he would wear a mask and he'd be fucking forty five feet away from the camera and shit. It's like just standing there. I can't believe him. I'm, just, I'm watching the shit because I'm expecting more out of Kanye. I went and I lied to you not. I went to the con- the Yeezus concert and worst concert I've ever been to in my life. Kanye West performed for three hours and ten minutes in a white mask. 
Never saw his face. So you don't even just know that was him. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, that's a stunt. That's a stunt double. <laughs> right. But it was the greatest market employee ever. And the fucked up part about it is I try to convince myself that Yeezus was a good album. It was garbage. And I the reason why I did that Yeezus is because... was unique. But I feel like the fact that that shit was called Yeezus, I ain't fuck with it. I was like, oh, nah. Yeah, he wants some other shit. Exactly. So I- I'm going to play a couple of these voicemails and then we're going to get into some more shit about this show because I'm sorry about Kanye. Uh, Glick Summers, I know he's not in here right now. He's He left a voicemail at 9.30. So I apologize for waiting this long, but here we go. Need to stop getting on this anti-Semitic bandwagon. No, not the bandwagon. No, ironically, Jews are on code. Black people need to get on code. He didn't say shit that's not true. Uh, mm. He didn't say anything about Jews that's not true. Forget what he said about um, his inaccuracies, talking about how the dude's knee wasn't on uh, the man's neck. That's not true. Um, you know, he said yeah, slavery was a choice at one point in the past. That's not true. I'm talking about right now. What he said about Jewish people and what they run is true, especially in the industry that he knows. Okay. I'm going to leave that voicemail there. He has two other voicemails and I am going to be fair and play them, but I have to retort to what he said. And I hope you guys do this as well. Yeah. He pretty much told us to, to he told us to forget all the, the other shit, (laughs) but (laughs) that shit, it's okay. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, I want I want to, I want to replay. What he said about them Jews. Yeah. Yeah. He was like them Jews. Yeah. But, but his, and and this is just my personal opinion. I'm a, I'm a, I want y'all to respond to this because I don't want it to be a long show, but I definitely want us to get our fully fleshed out thoughts because I feel like after this episode, we can just leave Kanye wherever we're going to leave him because Please, I can't do this every... Yeah, yeah. So Kanye, when he signed a Def Jam, he knew he was signing to a company that's owned by Jewish people. When he signed with Nike, he knew that they were owned by Jewish people. When he opened an account with Chase Bank, he knew that they owned it. I'm talking about they meaning Jewish people. His lawyers, Jewish people. When he started Donda Sports, guess who he partnered with? A Jewish person. When he signed with Gap, guess what? Jewish person. When he went and he was working with uh Mr. Hansen or something like that, like his manager, guess what? Jewish person. When he, <laughs> when he did the Adidas deal, when the Nike shit, when he was like, he wants out of his contract with Nike, he's going to sign with Adidas. Guess what? Jewish people. So don't be surprised when he signs to Under Armour, which guess what? Owned by who? University of Maryland. Jewish people. So the thing is, how are you telling us to completely negate all the shit that he had said and done about Jewish people when one, he's done it to us, but two, he aligned himself with that. It's not like somebody said, hey, Kanye, you know, here's a gun to your head. You have to sign with Jewish people. Mm-hmm. No one said this. He signed with, like, he could have gone to an all black bank. Wasn't Russell Simmons preaching that shit for the last, like, 30 years? Hey, mm-hmm. bank black. Rush card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rush cards. The rush card, yep. <laughs> yeah, I shit you not. So I, 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 just, I just find it a little bit hey, disingenuous. Russell Simmons to- been on that shit. The old blacks been on that shit. It's these new blacks oh, yeah. that don't really want to, they, they want to help, but they don't really want nobody else to be rich. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you get your shit off. So, Chris, like Ashley, if y'all have an opinion mm-hmm. on Yay and, and that voicemail, or do you want me to play the other two? Because I feel like play he's going to say even more so good shit. I'm a All right, here we go. 
this shit is so trippy to me, man. Like you could you could bring yourself to come up with these, you know, these these veiled conspiracies about Kanye, but if someone talks about Jews, you want to brush that shit to a side like they crazy. Like 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 you live in a world where you walk around and go, "Oh, Jews that I know are worker bees. Most of them are not that smart. They don't own much of anything like anyone else." Like you play those games in your fucking head with that stuff, but but you want to play conspiracy games with Kanye on some shit you don't have any evidence of you know and we got evidence that jews are half of the billionaires in the entire world and make up more than half the united states they don't like come on man you i don't understand black people you'll be tripping man you guys are so off code all the time you're off code talking shit about Kyrie. you're off code talking shit about yay even if he was off code saying some stupid shit about black people but overall you won't can I ask a stupid ass question? No, he's not. He, he, he definitely white with a black emoji. That's the funniest fucking part oh, about the shit, right? Oh, I thought so, he was a meek oh, no. So you could tell you could tell in the voice, like oh, the afflictions no. matter, right? Like and, and shout out to Chrissy. I think she's in the chat. Like, please leave a voicemail. You can press the button at the bottom if you want to leave a voicemail and discuss this with us. I want to play this voicemail again because what he said was he brought he brought up Every black person Wait, who has honestly went, oh, I'm gonna run them back. You know I am. You know I am. But I'm gonna just say this really quick. He he said something to the effect of, and I, I try to pause it because he was being absolutely ridiculous. He kept saying, "You people, y'all people," and it's like, "Wait, are you a part of us?" Or you're part of them mm-hmm. because, Ooh. like, you keep saying That's y'all people, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to tell us, like, and, and and that's that's the issue with corrective behavior from people who aren't people. When I say people who aren't people, meaning like you ain't a part of us. I can correct Kanye because honestly, I am of the cloth of Kanye. Like, I'm not saying I'm Jesus or Jesus and shit like that. But when I look at my skin, when I look at my outer palm, when I look at my arm, when I look at my dick, when I look at my feet, you know what I am? Like, I'm black. So when I look at Kanye and I see the same fucking thing, but you defending Kanye because you like his albums. You like his rhetoric. Mm -hmm. I defend Kanye because I know for a fact you could give a fuck less about him outside of the entertainment aspect Mm -hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. If Kanye died today or tomorrow, right. yes, you waiting for the tribute album. You waiting for somebody to give him an MTV award or a Grammy. Mm-hmm. You know what I have to wait for? The fact that people are gonna be like, damn, he's laying beside his mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I gotta deal with? I gotta yeah. deal with the fact that, yes, like college dropout, graduation, my beautiful dark twisted fantasies, 808 heartbreaks and stuff like that. Yeah, all that shit that you think you resonated with. Like, imagine somebody who is 35, no motherfucking degree. I agree with Kanye. The shit didn't matter to me at that point. He was one of the reasons I was like, you know what? This school shit didn't really fucking matter to me. There are a lot Mm -hmm. of people who have degrees, have their masters, have their master's masters, have their doctrines, all that. Do you remember Kanye's, uh, the Kanye dropout album, the college dropout when he said Mm -hmm. that shit? Right. Oh, you got your masters Mm -hmm. and your master's masters. When he said that shit, I'm literally in school and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing all this shit for not fast forward to 2022. I'm making more than people who have degrees and not even just that. I have friends who are like, you know what? I, the job that I want is paying forty, fifty thousand $50,000 a year. Right. The bare minimum, all the shit that Kanye is saying. But meanwhile, flash forward to 2022, a millionaire is pretty much telling people that he told Jesus walks. He told us, you know what? All this drug dealing just to get by. Like all this shit, all this rhetoric. And then he's saying, you know what now? Slavery was a choice. Y'all decided mm-hmm. that. 
We decided mm-hmm. slavery. This is the nigga who wrote the song New Slaves. This exactly. is this the same one who said exactly. Jesus walks who wore shackles in his video. This is the same motherfucker who literally wore fuck like he recorded his first song with wires in his mouth. And now people are saying, mm-hmm. I just wish you would have just had your mouth wired forever because you're starting to talk too much about shit that only matters because you're off your meds. These are things right. like, okay, does somebody sit you down and say, you know what, here's the playbook. And let me get to that real quick before I get to this voicemail. I'm going to go back to it because this shit matters to me from, my, from the bottom of my heart. This motherfucker spent money on Candace Owens and her husband's app, Parlor. We're going to talk about that mm-hmm. shit even more in a second. But what I want to just kind of like highlight is this. Her husband, that piece of shit, and Carl, uh, Candace Owens, that piece of shit as well. And I don't care how they feel about it. This is just the honest to God truth. The reason why she sided so much with Kanye is because she knew for a fact she had a fucking mouthpiece. He went to every outlet in the world. And in all those interviews, you know what he kept saying? Every 13th minute, every 14th minute, every 6th minute was Candace Owens. My friend Candace Owens, when I talked to Candace and we did these things and I've been on the phone with her and she's my friend and all these things. These are all the shit. You, the three-hour interview, he, he said more about Candace Owens than he said about Trump. He said more about Candace Owens than he did about Adidas. More than Gap. Gap. More than Nike. More than Skims. More than his own fucking wife and kids. He mentioned Candace Owens as if like she was literally sticking her whole fucking five fingers and wrist up his ass to say, you know what? Be my puppet. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really hate bringing mm-hmm. these shits up and this thought process up because it's going to make me seem like I hate Kanye. I love Kanye. I'm a, I hate the piece of shit that I see right now. I absolutely hate the, that guy. And the reason why I say that is because Candace Owens, she literally had this man do a world tour of saying all this derogatory shit and all these things are being canceled. Meanwhile, she's selling a $14 documentary talking about that. You know what? George Floyd really wasn't killed by police. And Kanye is saying, mm-hmm. hey, they, they, they didn't really sit on his neck like that. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is like that? But what he likes about Candace is that she's a free thinker. And he really feels like by backing her, he's backing people who go against the grain, who don't follow the masses, who aren't sheep. Like, it's just so stupid. The level of contrary actions they think they're taking makes them so smart. It's like... First of all, Candace Owens, I got a theory. I don't even think she's really Republican. I feel like she just wants fucking She's not. Yo, she's Tommy Loren, but in a black face. But I'm she doesn't really believe that shit. She just wants followers. I feel like she just wants people that follow her. And you know, it's not many black Republicans. She's not an ugly person. So she's probably like shot to the the top of that shit. And she's just now like, oh my god, I gotta be extra douchey to keep these fans. Yeah, she's she's she saw money and hating on her own people. That's to me, in my personal opinion, that's exactly what it was. She said, even though the NAACP helped her win that fucking lawsuit Mm. against the school at the time, you know what she said? She said she never had race issues. Even though she sued mm-hmm. for fucking racial discrimination, people keep acting like the documents Again, aren't there, the records the, aren't the there. The will make you forget anything. She like yes, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: she didn't. She didn't even. She got mad at how much money she was awarded, and that's why she turned on black people. I could say, you know, if she's if she got two million dollars, she'd be like, you know what, I love black people. Blah 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 blah. She got mad that she got what is like two hundred forty thousand dollars or whatever the amount was. I know it wasn't millions, what she was expecting. And ever since then, she's been fucking grifting. She's been going and she's saying like, how black people that. ain't done for her. She, she barely got that. Yes, 
So she's very hypocritical. She's real bizarre. She's self-serving. And as a result, she's dealing with the one motherfucker who's like, you know what? What you know? What you can do for me, I can do for you. She aligned herself with a billionaire who honestly mm-hmm. has untaps amount of money. And what she did was mm-hmm. she made him buy her pretty much extinct fucking app that her husband dealt with. Now, for reference for anybody else, and I'm going to land my plane. I'm gonna play that other voicemail because I, I really feel inclined to say this shit. And nobody's gonna like disagree because it's all facts. It's all documented, right? Everybody knows the insurrection that happened in January of what is that? 2020. The insurrection of 2020. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It yeah. January sixth was organized through what app? The fucking parlor app. Nobody wants to touch that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking radioactive. So imagine Kanye Amari West, that guy, going two years later and saying, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna purchase that app." But guess who I'm purchasing it from? The husband of Candace Owens, who I'm aligning myself with, who ironically has a fucking documentary. She's charging people fourteen dollars on the Daily View to watch to say you know, what she deems as facts. Now, when I say deems as facts, she's like, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of rhetoric that's in that documentary. Did I watch it? I did because I like to have contextual clues to what the fuck I'm saying. I don't want to be sitting here just spewing opinions. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I bootlegged it after I bought it because here's the thing. I'd rather support somebody's ignorance and then be able to spew my facts because you can say, you know, she said, oh, yeah, he was in the car first and then he was out of the car. And he told this. And, you know, apparently he wasn't talking about mama, his mom. He's talking about mama, his girlfriend. I'm like, OK, w- w- was she anywhere in the 10, 15 feet vicinity? Like, is, is she like, nearby? How the fuck do you know that? How the fuck do you know right. that? <laughs> yeah. Like all, all of a sudden she had all these fucking camera angles that nobody else had stuff like that. I was like, OK, I, I, I see the play and I'm completely fine with you playing the play and doing the things that you're doing. But what you're not going to do is somebody who historically hates their own kind, talk about their fucking kind. Now, somebody would say to me, oh, Greg, like mm-hmm. your wife is, you know, this race. And then I'm like, but what we're not doing is going to be blatantly disrespectful to our own people, period. The name of this fucking podcast is Young Black and Bothered for a reason. I be bothered most of the times when I see the shit that I see. I don't speak on it because somebody's going to say, and I, I promise to God, somebody's going to say this shit. I'm like, well, your wife is blank or your kid is this. Or you you do this. It's like yeah, but you know what y'all are doing. And you, my retort is always this: I'm standing on this shit. All that shit exists, but the shit y'all doing is fucking egregious. When that motherfucker told me slavery was a choice, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, like I wasn't even a slave. But Nick, your mom, like literally two generations ago, you had slaves. You got songs talking about new slaves. I, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. It's weird. And then you go and you're talking about, you know, you aligned yourself with Candace Owens, who did a defamation suit because somebody called her something that was obligatory of being a slave. So I'm sitting I'm like, okay, am I, am I dumb? Was it just them being stupid? Right? So I, I want to play the guy's voicemail one more time because we, we've talked at length and talking about me. I talked for eight minutes responding to this ignorance and in case somebody's like damn why is greg going so hard this is why this shit is so trippy to me man like you could you could bring yourself to come up with these you know these these veiled conspiracies about kanye but if someone talks about jews you want to b- brush that shit to a side like they crazy like 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 you live in a world where you walk around and go oh jews that i know are worker bees most of them are not that smart they don't own much of anything like anyone else like you play those games in your fucking head with that stuff but you, but you want to play conspiracy games with Kanye on some shit you don't have any evidence of 
You know, and we got evidence that Jews are half of the billionaires in the entire world and they make up more than half the United States. They don't like, come on, man. You, I don't understand. Black people, you'll be tripping, man. You guys are so off code all the time. You're off code talking shit about Kyrie. You're off code talking shit about Ye, even if he was off code saying some stupid shit about black people. But overall, you won't hear Jews coming at Jews when they're off code on some shit. They just keep their fucking mouth shut. <laughs> you shut. people, you guys talk about Kanye. I'm going to say this in the, well, in the most disrespectful. Exactly. One thing I hate is a, a white person telling me how the fuck to feel about one of us. My wife don't even do that. She know better. And the reason why I say that is because somebody would say it. Somebody would ask the question. She know there's a lane that you drive in and there's a lane that you ride in. And if she riding, that's cool. But if you driving, you better drive by yourself because you don't have an opinion on this. At all. So, Mr. White Man in Blackface, you can suck my dick from the back with your tongue out because everything you said was a fucking falsity. Like, I I hate when people are presented evidence and facts. Did we not play like 16 minutes of clips of Kanye just speaking? And I even said, I was like, no, nah, we, we ain't gonna talk. We ain't gonna have no opinion. We're just gonna let the thing be a thing. I literally have an 11 minute clip of Kanye just saying shit. Just because he just had a microphone in front of him, right? Like, you know what? Here, here we go. Let, let me just give me this. Certified hood classic. Everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's who I think I am. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat. About slavery for 400 years. For 400 years? That sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? Just wow. Park. Everybody's trying to try. I don't give a how much you've sold if you playing on radio. Are you connecting? Picasso is dead. Steve Jobs is dead. Walt Disney is dead. Name somebody living that you can name in the same breath as them. Big soldier. Don't tell me about being likable. We got a hundred years here. We're you black. ain't got the answers. Bro, I'm asking you you ain't question. been doing the education. Bro, you ain't been doing the education. Calm down. You don't have the answers though. Calm down. Because you're trying to give me advice about <laughs> no, something. No, 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 you ain't, no, no. ain't got the answers. You ain't spent $13 million of your own money trying to empower right. yourself. Yep, but I spent hundreds of thousands and doing putting out clothing lines at a smaller degree. All I'm asking you, I'm, and then, wait, and wait, then wait, ain't wait. no Ralph though. Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Let's keep going. I want to thank BT for excuse me, Kanye. I'm gonna let you continue, but. <laughs> No, that was funny. Gotta admit it. But keep doing it. This, 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 come on. Whoa! Kanye! Kanye! Kanye, you okay? In this video, Kanye walked into a wall that he saw. He even reached out and touched it and then still ran into it. But let me move on to the next video. Hold on. 
Respect that. To work with Madonna, and uh, I went over her house and we were joking about the Test of Sky video, and I told her I used Pamela Anderson because I, I grew up on her. She helped, you know, make me a... <laughs> Looks like Madonna's getting a little jealous. I was like, no, no, I used to jack off to you too. I have not done any drugs. I've drank a little bit, but if, even if I wasn't drinking, I would tell you the same thing. What do it take to be number one? You are in the presence of the champion. Bow the presence of greatness, family. Understand what I'm saying? It's 960. The people came out. The people have chosen. People came out and bought the album. They love the album. I can't walk down the street. Yay, we love the album. I say, man, I know it's great, isn't it? You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. So, basically... Dude, I'm going to let you play this last voicemail because I know Glick Summers is going to say something absolutely ridiculous. And I'm going to let the panel, be it Chris, Cashley, and Q if he comes on stage. Chrissy, if you want to leave a voicemail, because I've said enough to the point where I can honestly move on to the organizations that he's dropped. But here's his voicemail. You can't read your own context because you know you'd sound stupid because you'd just be refuting the truth. Black people don't have as many connections as Jewish people. God damn, man. What, what, what is wrong with that statement? Like, I'll answer. Just, 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 just a statement. So exactly. I, I, I just. I, I want to play this one more time. I want to play this one more time because this right here, this message was his last one, and he left because he realized he was like, you know what? I sound stupid. Here we go. I'm gonna play it one more time, and I'm just give my my one sentence answer, and then I'm gonna let y'all fly. Your own context, because you know you'd sound stupid because you'd just be refuting the truth. Black people don't have as many connections as Jewish people. God damn, man. What, what, what is wrong with that statement? You know, one of those black people is Kanye West, right? I'm going to be quiet and let <laughs> this thing is well, stupid. The, the, big <laughs> issue, the big issue with his comments is the overwhelming generalizations. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's one thing that's done way too much is generalization. generalizations. Um, you want to peg the Jewish community as a whole and say Jewish community have all these connections. No, it, it's it's a select few. They may have these connections, but as a whole, not everybody has it. And then you mentioned at the um, top of the show, you know, black Jews, like they they've been totally erased in this conversation altogether. So, you know, th- there's really nuance to all of this that Kanye has totally missed, that a lot of people have totally missed, that uh, black fishing dude has totally missed. And it's like, that's why conversations really can't be productive because people aren't really, they're, they're not really thinking like they think they are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. the problem. And then, you know, and then they can get on the platform and say whatever and then consider themselves free thinking. No, you're not free at all. And you're not thinking. So, you know, that's the issue. I just feel like this dude right here, he doesn't really understand, one, what anti-Semitic rhetoric is. Like, they're not mad at him for saying that Jewish people have more connections than Blacks. I mean, clearly. What, What they're mad at him saying is that he should go DEFCON on Jews. And right. starting hate like attacks against Jewish people. Like there's literally been so many people making signs saying Kanye was right or mm-hmm. get the That's genes right. out there. More anti Semitic stuff 
ever since Kanye made it okay because Kanye did it. And it's mm-hmm. like, though he's trying to do it to shake the table, he's shaking a whole new table that shouldn't have been shook. So now right. it's like exactly. coming out and doing all that type of, you know, wild things against Jewish folks that maybe wouldn't have done it if Kanye West didn't say on his large platform, like, let's go Def Con. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Kanye fans, people who are sticking by Kanye right now, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for y'all because it's like when people realize they're in a cult and then they kind of like fucking be like, nah, it's not even that bad. So they get mad at you for calling it bad, but they know secretly like, oh, my whole world's about to crumble. Exactly. I think that's what's happening. Like, folks are realizing their whole Kanye world is crumbling, and he's not that great. And they they don't know Facts. what to do because they put so much into yeah. him. It's really like watching cult, cult leader and die. It's, and it's really, in my opinion, indicative of the whole celebrity culture in this country to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. More, well, I guess, yeah. I guess more like this whole patriotic kind of culture that's really picked up since nine eleven where people feel like, okay, let me be ultra shock, ultra conspiracy theory with no basis, no facts whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, you know, and not only that, you know, we not, it wasn't only just Kanye. It it starts with Alex Jones and then more into Trump who was able to become president off his rhetoric, you know, I'll let her finish Q. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Cashman. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, it, and it morphs into Donald Trump and him spitting the rhetoric that he did on the campaign trail, and yet still getting elected. You know what I'm saying? It's really mm-hmm. a sign of a bigger issue in this country. You know what I'm saying? Where nothing has to make sense anymore. You just got to appeal to somebody's, uh, you know, fears. And, and you're and you're fine, and and that's the problem here. Kanye is just a really big problem of it. You know what's sad? Bingo. That we're just not really like a lot of Americans. Like a lot of us just aren't smart, and I and I hate to put it like that, but that's true. Because a lot of us just don't know anything or know better. Like you're able to be a Kanye and spew shit that's totally false but you're gonna believe it because it just sounds right like why would kanye lie to me that right there mm-hmm. that right there now, now like, go to Q. like do people read anymore like not no, at all he don't, so he don't even all? read it. let me go even <laughs> right? further you let follow go. it and then go. he got that school that's 15k a year and what all they doing is praise and worship all day like okay, what's up with that, all that makes- shit let, let me go even further. Let me go even further. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Chris. Sorry to cut no, you off, Ashley. But let me go even further. So this didn't start. All this bullshit didn't start after at uh, one or after nine eleven. It increased after nine eleven. That right there, Donald. Donald Trump was the mouth. Of what the of what the right, the conservative right, and the Republican Party, you can lump them all in into that shit right there. He was the mouthpiece, the one that 
I don't give a fuck what I say. I don't give a fuck what I do. He said this shit six, seven years ago. I can go on Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody, and no, no one would do shit to me. This has been a symptom of what's been going on since Reagan. And even True. before even before Reagan, Joseph McCarthy. Let's not forget about him either. Mm-hmm. Trump isn't the problem. He's a he's a matter of the of the he's a symptom of the of the bigger problem that we have in this country. And, and now the right, the conservative right, the conservative right has a mouthpiece that don't give a shit about what he says. He's the spokesperson talking about Donald John Trump. So all of this that's coming out now was already ingrained in America, in this country. It was ingrained. It was ingrained before Trump. It was ingrained before Reagan. It was ingrained before McCarthy. It started in the civil. It started in the civil. Not even the civil rights era. It started in the Civil War. This is generational reconstruction. This is this is, this is generational. And yes, that's a great point. Reconstruction is generational. This has been America's ethos. Ooh, big word right there. And if you're uh, if you're a high school student listening to this word, go Google. Go Google that. So I'm a oh, Q. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off really quick. We have two voicemails okay. from Chrissy, and I, I actually invited Chrissy up because I feel like she would really That's be a fine. good. Add like addition to this, so I'm gonna play Chrissy's well, Greg, first two voicemails. Go ahead. Don't <laughs> oh, you play said them don't play them. I, yeah, don't play them because I was still trying to figure out how to use the app. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> hey, good. How, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm new to this, so but no bullshit. I've been listening to y'all, um, and I've been listening to like y'all got receipts, so I can't like fight with what y'all saying. But my mom, because <laughs> she ain't got nothing else to do. She's retired. She ain't got nothing else to do but sit at home and scroll on Instagram and all that stuff. And she kind of brought it to my attention that, like, Kanye's in high water. Real nigga shit? Like, can I say that, mm-hmm. first of all? Okay. Yes, yes curse freely. <laughs> this man, first of all, we we should have been stopped paying attention to what the fuck he been saying long, a long time ago. Because he's not credible anymore. Like that nigga shot his credibility when he decided to go ahead and endorse Trump. That's that's that. But then, like, let's kind of go ahead and just kind of take a step back. When about maybe six to eight months ago, we had our good man's Nick Cannon out here spreading his seed and all that good stuff, saying the same, not the same, but very, very closely, maybe loosely related to what he's been saying, to what Kanye just said. So now and the only reason why Nick Cannon has been accepted back is because he won't apologize. Is because he apologized. Yeah, he won't apologize. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I feel like at least with Nick Cannon, and I feel like he got away with it more because one, he wasn't violent with it. Like Nick Cannon, he said what he said. He was very delicate with the wording he chose to use. 
But that man still lost the whole show. That man got banned from a whole network. Fuck a network. That man got banned from Viacom. There's only no. He definitely did. That man, there's only six major TV networks in the world at this point. And you mean to tell me you got banned from all? You got banned from the the one of the biggest, one of the major. And that's all. And what and how he got back into what he needed to was because he apologized. I'm not saying you need to apologize. I'm not saying that. Ye just been off his rocker for a long fucking time. That's why he was able to lose so many endorsements so fucking quickly. No, what was it? Adidas. Uh, fucking who? I don't even know who it was. I'm just, I'm seeing, honestly, I'm seeing the, the headlines kind Balenciaga. of roll through. He yeah, Balenciaga. Yes, he lost them so quickly. And it was less than a 24-hour time span that he lost them. Oh, because this nigga said he's not going to apologize. Why was we giving why are we giving the town idiot any fucking any more goddamn credibility to what the fuck? He's literally endorsing mm-hmm. Candace Owens, who, as far yep. as I'm concerned, that bitch could kick rocks with no socks. That no, there's nothing, there's nothing to be said. There's nothing to to be recognized, especially when it comes to, to that bitch. She don't got nothing good to say about black people as a whole. Mm-hmm. And forgetting how black she really is. This bitch needs to go sit down somewhere. But he wanna be buddy buddy. With somebody who I guess like like Greg was saying, she's portraying as if she is going against the grain. I I can appreciate that. I can I can appreciate you want to go against the status quo, but it's no need for that. Like, what are we really doing right now? You can't uh-huh. even fucking see your uh-huh. kids without a fucking supervised visit, bitch. Why the fuck is you so worried about what the fuck these goddamn white people doing? I'm sorry, these Jewish people's doing with your money. Why you care so bad? Or not your Bingo. bad your money. Would period like like period? Why do you care so fucking bad? Why you why you so? Why would you make such an openly outward statement to the people you know are holding all the power to your fucking money? Because you don't own your masters, you don't own any anything, nigga. You just got dropped from a whole fucking label, and that was exactly. literally that was in a fucking week's time. That wasn't shit. It probably wasn't like a four days a four days time. This man, literally October 8th, when he said it. Let me me say this really quick. This man has been giving, we've been giving him way too much credit. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck is pulling this man's tail coat? Who the fuck is saying, yo, you need to come here and sit down? Fuck you being off your mans. You need to take them shits because you're fucking I don't think he has nobody. I don't think he got nobody, honestly. I'm I'm going to say this real quick. His own. That was his mother. She did. So, no more. The everybody focused on Kanye because a lot of us like Kanye for, for the albums, for the music. That's next, and the reason why I say this is because it, it matters so much to me because everybody focused on like the organizations that recently dropped him. I'm gonna run down the list real quick, but I'm gonna notably tell you the ones that actually make Kanye his money outside of these organizations because here's the thing: Kanye took all his money up front. When it came to all these brands. So everybody's thinking like, oh, well, he got dropped. It's like, no, they already paid him. They paid for the likeness of Kanye. They didn't pay for Kanye to come out here and just give designs and shit. Like, yeah, you could be creative Sounds when like it comes Trump. to Adidas. Do oh, you see no the vibe? But, Sounds like so, Trump. Exactly. So <laughs> here are the organizations that have recently dropped Ye. I'm talking about Ye, Kanye, whatever. So Balenciaga, MRC, Vogue, CAA, which is the Creative Artist uh, agency, which is a major Hollywood talent and sports agency, right? Also, this wasn't added to the list, but I might as well just say these. Aaron Donald and um, 
uh, Jalen Brown are yeah, his two not. athletes from Donda Sports, the only two that he had for Donda Sports. Both of them left Donda Sports as a result of his rhetoric. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Adidas and Gap. Foot Locker, they have pulled Yeezy shoes from its sales floors and online store. Can't find them anywhere. Um, this worth noting company. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So companies like Adidas had faced calls from the Anti-Defamation League consumers and advocates to drop yay, right? Basically saying like, you know what? If you, actually, I don't even want to add my opinion. I'm going to just leave that out. The main point I'm trying to make here is Kanye made all that money up front. A lot of the money Kanye is getting, just like when, you know, like Prince and MJ and Gerald Levert and Whitney and every like musician died. Guess where they made their money from? Those streams after they died. DMX as well. The week after DMX died, what was everybody doing? Streaming DMX. Fucking, them shits went the fuck up, skyrocketing. And then exactly. It took a year later, but that uh, bitch was... Of course. She was around. So, <laughs> so, so, so think about Kanye. Everybody's like, oh, I'm streaming Kanye albums. Like, yo, I've streamed Kanye for the past fucking 18 years. Like, I'm completely fine knowing that, yes, that, like, that chamber of Kanye that we have, yes, that's cool. But what happens when they pull R. Kelly on him for a while they did the same thing with mj they say you know what you know michael jackson we're gonna take your stuff off streaming services prince remember he doesn't have any of his you know his popular albums on his streaming service i think he has like 1999 that's it there's no purple rain on spotify title or apple music you can look for it for yourself um same thing with r kelly all his shit's gone michael jackson they just put that on there because guess what he sold his masters right Soon as he, you know, he sold his. When I say he sold, talking about his family, right? A lot of these artists, like Kanye, they live through the streams. They live through the money that they're making through said streams, right? So, if you look at this and you look at the numbers, Spotify's next. Apple's, you know, Apple Music is next. Title is next. Title's not gonna let him go because it's actually no, because Jay doesn't even own Title anymore. Jay sold Title. White Jewish person owns title now. So wouldn't be surprised if in the next three days, and I don't want to seem like a prophet, but when you start talking about, okay, everybody was waiting for Adidas to drop them, right? They're like, all right, now Adidas dropped them. What about that music though? Are we going to get it off our streaming services? If that shit happens, that's when we're going to get a Kanye apology because that's the one place he knows for a fact he's actually making his money. He already made his money off of Yeezy. He signed that contract in order to get that, you know, the likeness of revenue. So whenever he sells a pair of Yeezys or something like that, as long as he's signed with Adidas, he's making that money. Somebody has sent me a link like, oh yeah, well, Adidas lost $650 million because of the Kanye deal. But guess what? They still have $650 million worth of revenue that they can make from people who want to resell Adidas and Yeezy and foam runners. You, you think the price, <laughs> you think the price is going to stay the same for Yeezy foam runners? When I looked at sneak, the sneakers app, the same fucking Yeezy slides that people were already paying $80, $90 for, them shits are going for $220 right now. And guess who you think is selling them? Fucking Adidas. The warehouse is selling them. They're like, oh, (laughs) we got to get them off the books anyway. It's just how it is. It's like supply and demand. When, you know, when a famous rapper or a famous singer dies, you know what everybody does? They go to Walmart. They go to Best Buy. They go to, you know, some place where you can buy the album and they buy all the physicals because they're like you know I what go to apple music i'm about to get my easy south marshall's yeah <laughs> I, I'm telling you. This guy. I, I, I mean it's interrupt you but i just googled it and i googled it i just looked it up on, on apple music 
I can still get Purple Rain off of goddamn Apple Music if yep. I wanted to. It's the remastered version, the deluxe remastered yep. version. And it's probably because he owns his master's mail, but exactly. he got his own fucking story. Like, yes. So, okay. I mean, I, I didn't want to derail. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to derail. I, I want y'all to like dialogue about this because I feel like I, I've said enough and I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to say I'm off Kanye. There's just a lot that I can't really unpack in this one episode. I might have to do one solo, but um, I wanted to touch or get your opinions on outside of the organizations that dropped him. Um, there are also a couple of bad things that have happened. Like um, there was a white supremacist group that hung an anti-Semitic banner over the LA freeway in support of Kanye. So you had that because, you know, some white people don't like other white people and, you know, certain racist, you know, quote unquote, don't like Jewish people as a result. They hung a banner over the L.A. freeway. Right. Um, the Kanye West documentary was also pulled because of his comments and the Kardashians spoke out against the remarks, because guess what? You can't go more than 72 hours without hearing about a Kardashian doing something. Right. And facts. Right. No bullshit. You're not about to stop this bag. Just like I'm waiting on Ray J and Kim to go ahead and duke it out. I need more public public receipts with this shit. Absolutely. Also, we have multiple designers who are accusing Kanye and yay, because, you know, you have to con- include two different people, even though they're the same person, just different names. Multiple designers are accusing both artists, both people for borrowing or stealing their ideas. Um, Kanye West was also called out for stealing sketches from an ex-Nike uh, designer in order to make the Yeezys, the foam runners that he made, as well as being called out by a designer at Da Vinci. I'm sorry, Da Vinci for stealing design ideas. Now. A lot of people have already said that. Before before we move on, before we move on with these sketches, these these sketches, were they copyrighted? Yes, they were. Are we sure that they was copyrighted? Because if that's the case, then we got a case. But if if they were not copyrighted, just like how I feel about Beyonce... Niggas need to mm-hmm. run their business and worry about what the fuck. Like, don't worry about what the fuck is happening at the grown folk table. Like, if it was, and, and on top of that, if he hasn't been sued for that shit and they're copyrighted, then the motherfucker that he stole them from is just as stupid as the day he was born. That's what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing a lot of people, they'll go and say, you know what? It's a big artist, like a Diddy or a Kanye. And I'm only giving these names because these are the two that just like popped up in my head, right? So apparently these sketches were taken from Tony Spackman, a former Nike designer currently working at JaVinci. When Kanye rips your 10-year-old Nike sketch and claims it appears, you know, and claims it appears as Tony's response, he added that Kanye had photoshopped out the date and ripped the image directly from his website. So I'm, I'm going to, I don't know if I can do it in this chat, but I'll definitely do it in like our like podcast chat and stuff like that. There are images that are trademarked because I didn't realize you could actually trademark like blueprints and images and stuff like that these are blueprinted images and then he showed a tweet of kanye using the exact same sketch and photoshopped out the website and the trademark this is what he does y'all um but i i don't want to hijack the conversation I, i want to know maybe if we can like round it up do we claim kanye do we apologize for Kanye? Like, no. where does Kanye go from here? Like, do we as black people no. just sit aside? This nigga need to sit in the fucking no, 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 no
years. That nigga need to sit in the corner. Don't think about what you just did, you stupid. (laughs) You've been moving around too fucking much. You want me? You want me to a pop? You want me to be like, oh, that's just yeah. He's just he. He don't know what he. No, fuck that. You a grown ass man. Sit your ass the damn down somewhere in the corner. Think about what you just did. Mm. Somebody need to beat Kanye ass though, honestly. Yeah, man, honestly, what? Like, he just need one good ass whooping, yo. <laughs> just like a good smack. Like, Maybe like Jay Z, Diddy, all of them just Dave jump Chappelle on like, smack with baby powder. <laughs> Add Pete Davidson in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't Y'all think he ever. Really... He was getting mad talking about <laughs> he's a white boy with a tennis <laughs> stick. <laughs> and I know he said that shit too. I Yo, do you know how mad you gotta be? Because didn't Kim talk about that shit on the show though? Like there was a whole Twitter clip that she was like, yeah, "No, I went did. and got." <laughs> she was like, I, "I just it was supposed to be a one night stand. Like I just wanted to see what the dick was like because everybody said the dick was long, right?" And <laughs> she fucked him and ended oh, up in a relationship with a fucking. A, how you end up with somebody crazier than Kanye? <laughs> that's the worst. That's her fault. Now, the whole point is she done went not made one, not two, but three babies with this man. <laughs> Yo. This <laughs> but the thing is, like, I what do you like? He was cool, but he was not. He was just different from her. Like, I never that nigga was on his medicine when he met her. Like, exactly. <laughs> but have you have you have you noticed a pattern that everybody that Kim is with, outside of the dude who played for the Nets, because like his career went to shit after that. All of them had like drug problems. Everybody in the Kardashian family just somehow had like drug mm-hmm. problems. I mean, but that's Hollywood though. Like Hollywood is a fucked up place. Like yeah. all of them got issues. I agree, but when you look at the timetables, like you got Lamar Odom, right? Drug problem. That nigga was a crackhead. That nigga. I just said, where is he at? Lamar. Yeah, like Lamar Odom had drug problems. What's a dude who? When I say drugs, like I consider alcohol to be a drug when it comes to like alcoholism, yeah. right? Uh, what, what's the dude who's like the prince, so to say? What, what? Uh, he's married to the one Kardashian who hasn't changed her face four times. Oh, um, you talking about Courtney. Scott? Courtney, yeah, Scott. So Scott, he had the alcohol problem for a while, right? Then you had, you know, I told you Lamar with the crack issue. Then you have the serial cheater. What's his name? Uh, the one who can't stop getting people pregnant. The one that's that, with with uh, Courtney. With no, Chloe. Uh, Chloe. Yes. So you, you got them. Oh, you talking about Travis no. Yeah. Then yeah, you got, know uh, you know, nobody, I don't want to say nobody, but a lot of people completely glossed over the fact that Tiger was really dating Kylie when she was 15, 16 years old. No, and he was, we did not do that. It was not niggas, black people. It, it was we not always us. always had a problem with that. Hey, <laughs> no, we was always like, why is Tiger with that little ass girl? Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is that? We what is her parents doing? Out me. Yeah, and she's like 28 and she's on her seventh face. So there's that, right? Then you got. She's getting done up right now, too, with the whole little young sweet What exactly. you hear about that? <laughs> oh, I did. I was looking, I was like, oh, like there's always some shit with this family. Hmm. And um, with uh, Travis Scott's side joint. Yeah, Travis Scott. Really joint. Yeah. Kylie got her surgery yeah. to look like. That's exactly. Yeah. I I just I've tried to figure this out. Um and I want to get y'all opinions on this for real because like I think we've said a lot about Kanye, the man. I just want to see like wh- what is the outcome of this? We've talked about the companies who've cut ties, we've talked about the athletes who cut ties. Um I don't want to touch on Cardi B and Tasha K this week cuz I want to save that for next week. Same thing with the Beyoncé tickets. We can save that. We can save the Drake album. 
Um, but this Kanye thing is taking a lot of time on this show because I want to dead it. Like after this week, the only thing we should talk about from Kanye is the apology. And I feel like that's going to come next Tuesday. And we're going to be sitting there like, damn, this man apologized. <laughs> it's, it's coming. He's not going to apologize. That nigga said, no, fuck y'all. I'm not apologizing for shit. He, he, he the, did. The whole point is, I think he won't apologize. And it's not to say like he's justified in it. But I feel like he's not apologizing because somebody literally directly did some shit to him. It was like, check me now, bitch. And he can't. Like, they can't. Because he done fucking made, he's made a, a, a shit storm of his fucking life at this point. He can't yep. fucking, he can't fucking expect nobody to go ahead and back him or make it. The only person that could probably build this nigga out right now is Jay-Z. And that nigga will never, yep. ever, ever, as long as he black ah. his hair, go ahead and fucking go ahead and bail that nigga out. He will never yep. fucking bail that nigga, back that nigga yeah. again. That's Facts. his fault. We and the thing is, like, and I think mm-hmm. Jay Z saw the play like early. He was like, you know what, this, this motherfucker actually it. might mm-hmm. be crazy. He did. You, mm-hmm. you knew yeah. something was wrong when it's like, okay, that's supposed to be your brother. That's supposed to be your man. Like, he asked you to be the best man at his wedding, and he said, you know what? I don't I think he showed to the wedding. Kanye for real. I feel like I that he was off the cameras. I think he was like, I fucking choose an artist, like you talented, but you're not my man's. And I think Kanye yep. always kind of resented that because he like, I'm your man's. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not my man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think he, I think he was Dame Dash's man, but he wasn't Kanye's guy. Right, it was like, right. It was like, oh, Dame believed in him, but Jay was like, uh, like this nigga and might be kind of sort of crazy. Yep. And he I decided with Jay at the end of it all. Yep. So I mean, I, I wish Kanye the best, and the only reason I wish him the best is because it's like, yo, enough's enough, bro. Like, you actually might need help, and when I say he needs help. We can't give it to him as a black community. Kanye just fucked up completely. There's nothing that he can do to redeem himself ever. He can say how much he apologizes. Don't nobody care. Because it's like, yo, how many times can you apologize to us? That's why when I see white people talking about, and when I say white people, I'm talking about white people, people who are not black, not foundational, more importantly, like Clubhouse and shit, because they've been apologizing. Them fucking, you know, Nigerians and Africans on Clubhouse, the motherfuckers be like, oh, yeah, well... I don't understand why you niggas just don't understand why Kanye is a multi, you know, he's a multi-billionaire. It's like, okay, one doesn't make you a multi-billionaire. That makes you a multi-millionaire. Yes. Like if you don't know mathematics and shit like that, 1.17 does not make you a multi anything. It just makes you a singular with a couple digits. It's not that difficult. Right. So one dude said to me very disrespectfully, he was like, you don't like Kanye. So you know what I did? I went into full asshole mode. I went, and I grabbed my Yeezy foam runners. I went, grabbed my Yeezy hoodie. Went and grabbed my Yeezy sweater. Like my actual my little t-shirt, whatever that I have, right? Then I went and bought, you know, my little Adidas, like, leggings or whatever. What you call Whatever, like, us guys call the shit that we put on, like, the joggers or whatever, right? Put all that on and took a photo. And I said, if this is not enough support, then what do you want? And he was like... I bet you don't listen to Kanye's albums. Like, bro, I've been listening to Kanye's albums before you could. I was like, trust me, Nigeria wasn't getting fucking Good Fridays. By the time you got Good Fridays, like it was six hours later, I had already heard it. And that's no disrespect to Nigeria, you know, Nigerians and anything like that. But it, it just felt really disingenuous for somebody to tell you like you're, you know, since you don't support Kanye of 2022 that you just all of a sudden just don't support Kanye because at some point you got to be like yo like 
I've supported him for so long. That's why I'm so passionate about it. But now this motherfucker's lost. He's absolutely fucking manic. He's crazy. And the only vindication I can honestly, truthfully get is an apology from Kanye, not to us, but to white people. Because he said, and I quote, I ain't apologizing for what I said. I said what I said. He pretty much left it like that. He was like, what do I got to apologize for? I meant it. Who's going to cancel me? Apologize. Stand on that shit. Yeah. He, I, he said I'm Adidas can't cancel like, me. Yeah. Mm. He's, no, I'm sorry. Adidas can't drop me. That man said Adidas can't drop him. And then a day later, they're like, oh, this nigga got big nuts. Like, okay, bro, cool. We're waiting your contract right now. It's in our legal department. You will get and, and, and that was the funniest part about it because everybody was like, oh, these these Jewish companies, these multi, you know, this multi-millionaire, you know, millionaire companies, multi-billion companies and stuff like that. And it's like, you realize, like, y'all are acting like they went and seeked out Kanye. Kanye needed a place to go. When he left Nike, guess where the fuck he went? He was trying to make Kim Kardashian a fashion icon. Before Anna, uh, Anna Wintour and Vogue and all them, they would not touch Kim because they was like, yo, like she has no fucking clue about fashion. You do, Kanye, because we had you in our back pocket. So you know what he did? He was like, you know what? I'll do this deal with Anna Wintour as long as Kim can get the cover. That's when she did the whole breaking the internet shit and all that stuff. Do y'all remember that? I'm, I hope I'm not saying mm-hmm. these things like I'm just like making this shit up. All this stuff is documented. No, it happens. We don't oh, have- yeah. Oh. Yeah. He made Kim into who she is now. Exactly. Now, and I we don't need you, Kanye. We have Kim. Thanks. Yeah. And and th- that's what's so funny because I look at it as though it's like, yo, like oh, I how can I put it? Do you remember the, the movie Get Out? Where it was like, okay, like the, the white family took like the the brains of the black folks in the movie and it's like they essentially like came them. Like became them, right? Nobody finds it ironic that like Kim, all of a sudden, she wanted to get her law degree. She wanted to, like, let free oh, yeah. of black people who were, like, disingenuous. Like, let's be clear on that. This bitch getting her law degree after she done gone ahead and this bitch is famous for sucking dick or doing whatever. Bingo. Or a motherfucking Facts. Whatever the fuck this bitch is doing. This shit is looking real motherfucking sus to me because... Bitch, why all of a sudden do you care about a goddamn law degree? So what's your yo? Was that her daddy? That was her daddy. So that was her father. Yep. Anyway, nobody gives a fuck about that, bitch. We still think you like low key. No matter matter of fact, high key. We still think you stupid as fuck. We think you stupid as fuck. Hold on, Q. Hold on, hold on, Q. But the whole point is, like, yes, it was such as a bitch. But I'm trying to figure out which black man was she trying to free because it certainly wasn't her ex husband at the time. Like, that, that, that. I I just had to get that off my chest. Y'all go ahead and keep going. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, if if you listen to the sports test, you know I encourage that all the time. Anyway, <laughs> my battery's about to die as long as as, as well as my AirPods. This was a great conversation. Let's do this again next week. Love y'all. Well, no, but I gotta go. Yeah. Bye, Q. You <laughs> can go because we ain't done. We are not <laughs> done. We're going to leave. That's fine. I, I will listen. I will. I will listen from a distance. Thank you so much, Q. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> moving right along. Well, why do you need to make a proclamation that you leave? But either way, I, I would like to conclude 
I have and the ladies have their final thoughts on this. You can make it an unpopular opinion. You can have your final thoughts, whatever you want to. And then we're going to get out of here. So I'm listening. I am listening. <laughs> well, shout out to Shane. Shout out to Shane. Let, let's start with Cashley. We're going to start with Cashley. We're going to go with Chrissy. And then we're going to end with Chris for the episode for the week. So, Cashley, how do you feel? What's your final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts is that nothing is linear. Nothing is really black and white. Everything is layered. Everything is nuanced. And I think the sooner we all really understand that, I think we'll be a lot more further along. That is a great answer. Chrissy, what you got? What's your final thought? as far as I'm concerned, yay, is somebody, I'm just trying to figure out why we're still paying attention to him. Like, we lost this man when he decided that he went, when he outwardly decided to go ahead and support Donald Trump. That nigga been lost. So why is we still counting him in the, as a part of the black people? Like, we can go ahead, we can rest easy, we can live without necessarily saying, oh, that's my cousin. Like, he's not my people's, so I'm good. But the whole point is, like, this man has been off his medicine, real shit. And he needs people. This man has not had people for a long fucking time. And the thing about him not having people is that at this point, with him not having people, he's 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 lost. So he's out here just flailing around. Eventually, he's going to come back to the middle when he decided to go ahead and start taking his medicine. But he right now, let that man go ahead and explore who the fuck he think he might be becoming. That's Bingo. that. Facts. And Chris... What is your unpopular opinion before we get about it here? Now, does it have to be Kanye related or just like in general? Oh, just, just anything. Whatever's on your spirit, just go ahead. Okay, okay. I was going to say, um, final thought, it's a lot of pots out here calling kettles black. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, it's a lot of y'all out here doing shit, but being judgmental on people doing the same thing. Mm. And my and y'all need to stop with that shit. Like, like I give you a prime example. Uh, today I was in a group chat and I was talking about how like I'm planning on like getting a um a costume with my friend or whatever. And I've been on a couple of dates with him or whatever, so I'm like, all right, we could get a costume. And they like ridiculing me saying, like, oh, you getting matching costumes, you doing too much, yada yada yada. And I'm like, to me, I'm not thinking nothing of the shit. I'm just like, yo, it'll make my costume look better. And then all of a sudden, this girl brings up this top. Well, she like the main one. She like, yo, you doing too much. It's too soon. Y'all only been talking for less than a month. Like, that's stupid. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's just a costume in my mind. And then she goes, yeah, I was dating this dude. He took me out three times and then I took him out and spent $500 on him. And then the next time I ain't hear from him and like I she was like the next week I had to cut him off. And I'm like, so wait, you go on three dates with a nigga and then drop five hundred dollars. Oh, but me wearing a costume that I paid nothing for matching my friend is too much. And she was like, Well, people spend money all the time. I'm like, that's five hundred dollars though. Like I'm not spending mm-hmm. five. At least me. I'm not spending five hundred dollars on no nigga. That's not my nigga. Mm. So I'm like, yo, how could you judge me for a free costume? But you up here spending 
$500 on niggas after three dates. Like, that's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. Hold so, on. if somebody that, that, pops that, out here to call the kettles black, y'all need to stop that shit because you black as shit. Now, we, we, we need to touch on this. We, we're not done for this, like, topic. Spending money on it? Yeah. put We putting a pin on that one because... You just said we was finished with yay, but now no, we're saying what you were saying. <laughs> no, no, no. For the next for for next week, we we, we definitely are bringing it up. Black, y'all need to stop yeah, that we, shit. Yeah, we we definitely need to touch on that because that that has been a a topic that I've heard a lot about. Like, three dates. Y'all spending that? I'm not. Three dates? And she like, yo, people spend money all the time. Like, money is nothing. Okay. That's nothing. I'm like, bitch, that's $500. Like, that's $500. I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> $500 after three dates? Yeah, okay. So what, what we're going to do is next Tuesday, because I'm going to try to get us back on schedule. I know everybody be like, oh my God, we ain't done the show in a while. But whatever. As you can see, you got roughly like two and a half hours of a good show. Next week, we'll come back. Because I want to know about these $500 like after three date <laughs> things. Because right. like, yeah, are, are, are women the doing this? Doing. Like, what the fuck is this? No, the fuck we're not. I'm not paying $500 on this man. And she Yo, tried. She tried. She was like, what? I went out with him. I said three days though. That's not your nigga. <laughs> yeah, because I got I got some questions. Like, Yo, three did they- days. <laughs> and then she was like, she. <laughs> I mean, I hate to uh, to go no, in on that. this whole conversation, but she like, yo, um, I I was almost uh, in a relationship with him. I'm like, what <laughs> after, about, three after three dates, she's like, oh, I, was, hey, I was I was Yo, she was really trying to go on me. She was trying to make fun of my little shit. And I was like, oh, no. I was oh, even thinking about count. it. We learned yeah, somebody. I'm thinking like a little costume. Like, my shit really not that deep. I would have did that costume with anybody. Like, you talk about, she was like, no, that's deep. You need to see if he um not taking it deeper than you are. And I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> that's because I just saw Let's go. This nigga that's not even like that. Like, what? Oh, I'll be back oh, yeah. next Susie because I have questions, comments, and concerns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sitting like $500 on three dates, but then you try to hear somebody. So many questions, so many comments, and yeah. concerns. So, <laughs> make no fucking sense. <laughs> so, obviously, y'all know where to find us on social media. We're going to do it. We are not going to do what we normally do. We're done with that. We 400 yeah, plus we episodes in. That. Yeah, well, y'all better find us where you find us. And if you don't find us, you better listen to the show. Outside of that, I'm Greg. That's Chris. That's Cashley. And welcome, Chrissy. She came on the show as a special guest. You know, Q, he had to step yes, out. Welcome, Either welcome. way. It we was nice having you ladies on the show tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all come really back good. next week. Yeah. So so next Tuesday we'll have the full docket. We'll have the first 48. We ain't gonna have the dope notes because you know we kind of retired that for a while. We definitely gonna talk about these five hundred dollars and three dates thing, because you know what? Uh <laughs> DC kind of niggas and cheap, you know, really cheap in DC, but we're gonna talk about that. But until the next episode, we'll see y'all. Peace. Bye. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. 
We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 